Spider-Man 2 is shaping up to be a game of the year contender. Some of what we've heard recently is a little rare considering the source and how often he speaks about video games. And for many people, Tears of the Kingdom, Zelda has already got this locked up. There's there's not really a chance for anybody else to win. I, I sent out a tweet just sort of asking people, hey, do you think Spider-Man 2 has a chance? And lots of people think that Zelda has this locked up. I mean, there are big titles still on the horizon with Final Fantasy 16, Diablo 4, Starfield, and don't forget, Spider-Man 2. So I wanted to look at what Jim Ryan recently said in an interview, comments from an Insomniac employee, and even some of the leaks and rumors about the game. I didn't want to really run a show about leaks and rumors, but given how some of those leaks and rumors are lining up with the attitude from Jim Ryan, as well as the Insomniac employee, I thought this would make an excellent show. So remember, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning, so you don't have to go looking for it. It's a live stream. It's a longer video, so that way you can have all of my thoughts on the front end, and then we discuss it with the live audience. Make sure you hit the like button and subscribe, so you don't miss my content. Can Spider-Man 2 snatch Game of the Year from the current frontrunner in Zelda? I think the case can be made that Spider-Man 2 will be a strong Game of the Year contender, given recent comments from both Jim Ryan and someone working directly on the game. It seems that PlayStation knows they are about to swing and swing big. If you've been paying close attention on Twitter, all of their announcements, all of the other studios dropping hints, Sony and PlayStation are pushing pretty hard for this showcase, to get lots of attention. First, I want to look at what Jim Ryan recently said in an interview because he's not really prone to hyping up games. He typically lets the games do the talking themselves. A lot of times in these interviews, he's more big picture, more corporate speak, but this time he had some interesting things to say about Spider-Man 2. Second, there were comments from the narrative director at Insomniac, and I believe that they carry a lot of weight. He was doing a stream about Spider-Man, and when you're working on a game and you have a history like Insomniac does, I was kind of surprised by what he said. Third, we will consider the rumors and the leaks about Spider-Man 2 in light of what Jim Ryan and the narrative director said because I believe now a lot of those rumors and leaks have some ground. Lastly, I do want to discuss why Game of the Year will be tough for Spider-Man 2 beyond just the other big games this year. Whenever the Game of the Year subject comes up, it certainly is an opportunity to cheer for one side. People are already sort of using The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom to act like nothing PlayStation does will get a chance, and the other side does the same thing with respect to Xbox. I genuinely think that we are about to have one of the best years in gaming in a really long time. If Starfield, Final Fantasy 16, and Spider-Man 2 all bring the heat going to make it really really hard on Zelda to maintain that front spot and we will all benefit from that as gamers when you own every system and every system is crushing it well that's the best time to be a gamer so first I want to look at what Jim Ryan said he sat down with Famatsu to do an interview and in it they were discussing hardware struggles of the industry everything that kind of happened even Hogwarts Legacy came up and the Japanese market and how they're responding differently to different games and then they got 
to the subject of Spider-Man 2. It was his comments about Spider-Man 2 that garnered a lot of attention. He said, quote, Marvel Spider-Man 2 is being developed exclusively for PS5, so the developers have made no compromises. We asked them to focus on maximizing the functions of the PS5 and creating the best works. As a result, we've received feedback from game fans that it looks like they'll be able to really enjoy beautiful visuals and a wonderful experience. Now, the language here, in my experience, is a new side of Jim Ryan. Most of the interviews I've read of him, he doesn't really get into details about games or talk about how great they're going to be. The way he approaches this subject in particular, I think sounds familiar to things that we heard from Yoshi P in the lead up to Final Fantasy 16's reveal as well as its launch. Talking about just all the things they've been able to do and how much they've been able to squeeze out of the PS5. It seems I may have been wrong. We've not really truly seen the power of the PS5 yet. I also think it's interesting that he's hinting at the fact that cross-gen titles did have to compromise. The timeline for God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West would not have allowed them to be PS5-only titles and also land in 2022. They would have had to sort of forestall development until they had PS5 dev kits, as well as just sort of wanting to up what those games could do on the PS5. But it is clear with Burning Shores that I'm only logistically correct when I make that claim about God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West not being held back. It's logistically true that they wouldn't have launched when they did if they were PS5-only titles. However, at a technical level, it's becoming more and more clear we've not really seen the true PS5 power just yet. Even with Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Returnal, and Demon Souls, those were early-gen titles that probably didn't quite squeeze all the power out. And when we get to the Insomniac dev comments, you're going to want to pay attention. Now, he went on to mention that Final Fantasy XVI's on the way. This makes Spider-Man 2, I think, more intriguing as a truly next-gen-only title because Final Fantasy XVI and the commentary there in Jim Ryan's comments really puts a lot of attention on Spider-Man 2 and what it's going to do with the PS5 system. Death Stranding 2 and Rise of Ronin were also mentioned as being on the horizon for PS5. None of these games were spoken about in the way that he talked about Spider-Man 2. He just sort of mentioned them, but it seems Spider-Man 2 is going to be a big showcase for the power of the system. Now, just a side note, he mentioned how successful Ghost of Tsushima had been. He was specifically showing that the Japanese market was embracing overseas developers. But... It stuck out to me, even though Jeff Grubb has it on good authority that Ghost of Tsushima will not be at the showcase, I think it's worth mentioning that Jim Ryan has Ghost of Tsushima on the brain. I think Insomniac pulled off something spectacular with Spider-Man 2, and the narrative director comments really cement this for me. So the narrative director was doing a live stream of Spider-Man, the first game, and ScreenRant.com had the following to say. As posted by Evan Falarka on Twitter, Insomniac's narrative director John Paquette talked about Marvel's Spider-Man 2 briefly during a live stream of Marvel's Spider-Man. Now, similar to how Jim Ryan spoke about the game, it seems they are very eager to get this game in the public's hands. I want to show you the tweet, okay? 
This is from the guy that was sort of pulling the quote out. He, he was, you know, he was doing the stream with him. And ScreenRant.com says, Paquette's excitement for the title was evident, and he stated, so here's the entire quote. Boy, am I excited about Spider-Man 2. There's obviously not much I can say, but boy, are we really working hard to try and make sure that this is the best game we've ever made, and we can't wait to share it with y'all. Okay, you have to remember who is saying this. This isn't a dev you know that's working on some small piece of the game this isn't a community manager trying to hype the game this is the narrative director at insomniac saying they're working hard to make the best game they've ever made if they plan to do more than spider-man miles morales and ratchet and clank rift apart then we're in for a real treat in this game if they've raised the bar and the expectations on themselves I think we're in for a very, very good game. And this is where the rumors and the leaks, I think, start to sound more believable. The first thing to consider was the small batch of rumors a while back. Many were claiming that those were getting early looks at Spider-Man 2 were blown away. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. Now, that obviously just sounds like hype, but it starts to become more believable when you consider what the narrative director said and what Jim Ryan has said. Then, there was the leak that the City Never Sleeps DLC will lead into the sequel. If you haven't played that yet, there were many articles that came out strongly recommending to check that DLC out because it seems that that's going to run right in to the Spider-Man 2 storyline. That would mean that they're aiming for a cohesive and more meaningful narrative. Games like this can tend to be episodic and just sort of move on to a new story, new villains, and the character arcs don't feel like they've moved much. So what they're tempting maybe is a longer tale story, which will make it more meaningful and more impactful. I thought the voice acting and the writing in the first two games were excellent, Spider-Man as well as Miles Morales. It also seems that maybe I should head back in and play that DLC. I found the first two DLCs in Spider-Man to be pretty weak. I didn't think that they were were particularly strong. Then, there were leaks that Venom would be a playable character, and Peter will end up getting the symbiote. Now, this would be crazy. This would be game-changing. Again, these are just rumors and leaks. In my mind, Venom could be a bit of a looky-loo. They're faking us out. Like, I, I know we're thinking, oh, he's the bad guy, but... They might completely trick us because you can play as Peter, you can play as Miles. I mean, what if you can play as Venom? What if the real villain has yet to be revealed? There are rumors also that the map size will be increasing. I don't think this is hard to believe. They would really want this game to stand apart. You can't just sort of do the, oh, here's the same map again. Although, anybody who wants to give Spider-Man criticism for that while claiming Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is the front runner for Game of the Year, keep in mind, much of the map in Tears of the Kingdom is from the first game. Now, I'm not knocking it. I'm loving the game. But if you're going to hold one of that standard, you have to hold both. We've also heard rumors that the story will be darker and maybe use Venom as sort of that trick character. He's not really the bad guy. Sort of like, you know, Kingpin in the first game, he's just sort of there as window dressing. The real sort of cinematic and climactic moment was with Doc Ock. And the real story could head towards Spider-Verse territory, alright? Insomniac's version of Spider-Man keeps showing up in promotional materials for Across the Spider-Verse. Now, they keep denying it or claiming that it isn't him or that a mistake was made. It kind of feels like when Andrew Garfield kept insisting he wasn't in the new Spider-Man movie, and we all knew that he was. We saw the pictures, Andrew you know, the jig was up. So they keep having him showing up in those promotional materials. The latest poster has Insomniac Spider-Man on 
the poster. The Spider-Verse tie-in could be huge story-wise, but it could also dramatically change gameplay. A Twitter user known as Hip Hop Gamer claims to know that a huge feature is coming to Spider-Man 2. Now, you take things like this with a grain of salt, okay? He's very confident in his prediction, claiming that other outlets are going to claim that they broke this or try and take credit for it. That tends to give him a little bit of credibility, I think. There seems to be a lot of certainty in what he's claiming here. He says, I can confirm Spider-Man 2 from the legendary Insomniac Games will feature and build upon the Ratchet and Clank world shifting. He's not the first person to speak about this, so we can't necessarily act like he's the first person to even speculate about this. I myself speculated on this. Many people looked at Ratchet and Clank in the wake of the Spider-Verse movie and thought maybe they could put that in the game. Now he goes on to say people are going to try to claim this, that you know, graphic-wise, gameplay-wise, this is the most open and fluid experience that we're going to see this generation. He's like, go check out my video. So he is promoting his video, so you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt, but He's really putting a lot on this. If it ends up not being true, you know, anybody that subbed to him or followed him or checked out his video is going to be like, hey, bro, you, you totally made that up. We don't really have any reason to trust you. That's not a very good strategy for growing your YouTube channel if he's just totally making that up, right? Many of us looked at the Spider-Verse movie and made the connection between the tech and the features with that were inside of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Into the Spider-Verse came out in 2018. Rift Apart came out in 2021. Now, I highly doubt they got the idea from the movie and in just three years' time changed course for the entire game because the dimension shifting in the rifts are part of the foundation of the story from moment one. It's not something they like added in later. If they were maybe made privy to into the Spider-Verse. Maybe they knew that was coming. Maybe they were scoping out the next Spider-Man game. I'm not sure. And then they used Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart as a test area. Oh, let's test this out. In any case, the coincidence is hard to ignore and hard to think that you're not going to see something like that in Spider-Man 2. Lastly, I want to consider why it's hard or going to be hard for Spider-Man 2 to win Game of the Year. I think the Game of the Year title is tough. It really is. It's tough to claim as it is. I think it's even harder for superhero games. Much like superhero movies, there's a mountain of stigma. There's expectations. There's fandom to climb over. And we all know how toxic fandom can become. Just like the movies, many see these types of games as unworthy of awards. Like, we can't take them seriously, right? These aren't Oscar-worthy movies. These aren't award-winning games. Which is odd because, really, I think good superhero video games are quite literally a match made in heaven. Especially given the history of so many bad superhero games that we have. Until Batman Arkham games, a lot of the superhero games were terrible. And to the point, maybe somebody even told me, they'll be like, Hey, oh, this superhero game was great, you didn't know about this one. Yeah, you're kind of proving the point. There aren't very many memorable superhero games out there. The other challenge facing Spider-Man 2 is in the name. It's a sequel. I'm on record saying that a sequel has to significantly improve and expand the game to win Game of the Year. I've thought this ever since Ghost of Tsushima lost to The Last of Us 2. To be fair, I've not played The Last of Us 2, but as a new IP, I believe Ghost of Tsushima did something incredibly challenging, stepped onto the landscape and became award-winning, and it was stepping into a landscape that was pretty competitive. There's a lot of games like that out there, and it stands apart, not just for its combat, but for its artistry and its storytelling. Funny thing is, a lot of titles gunning for Game of the Year are continuations. Tears of the Kingdom is a sequel. 
Final Fantasy 16 is another Final Fantasy game in a long line of Final Fantasy games. Diablo 4 and Spider-Man 2. Honestly, Hogwarts Legacy and Starfield are somewhat unique in this regard. It may give them an advantage. They're brand new IPs. That may be considered in the grand scheme of things. Even though Zelda is being seen as the giant frontrunner right now. And that proves, I think, that a sequel can completely outdo its predecessor. If you look at Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, it's showing in spades that you can outdo the first game and be considered game of the year before the rest of the years even happen. So Spider-Man 2 could certainly blow Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales out of the water because that's honestly what it would take to be considered and to claim game of the year from the clutches of Link. As it stands right now, I'm more confident that Spider-Man 2 has more than a fighting chance to win. It'll have recency bias in its corner. It's the world's most popular superhero. The unlikely high praise from Jim Ryan and one of the best devs out there is claiming they're making the best game they've ever made. If that's not enough to convince you that this game has a chance to win game of the year, then likely nothing will. So let me give you my thoughts And my conclusions, the competition for game of the year in 2023 is showing itself to be a potentially very tight race. Obviously, if we look at Jedi Survivor's performance issues and Redfall's abysmal launch, any of the current frontrunners could fall on their face. Uh, If we grant the prediction that they all have good launches, then I think Zelda actually has a lot of games on its heels. And I do think that Final Fantasy XVI and Spider-Man 2 have the potential reality, I think, of leveling the playing field with performance and next-gen graphics alone. That is one part of the landscape that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom gets virtually no claim on. It's a beautiful game, I like its art style, but it's 2023, and I think that's going to be considered in the grand picture. These games that are blowing the doors off of just how amazing video games can look, they'll get a leg up in certain categories. Not in all, but at least in one where Zelda is currently lacking. Number two, Jim Ryan and the narrative director are compelling to me, I think, because Spider-Man 2 is looking to blow the doors off the year. Given all that we've seen from Final Fantasy 16, I actually think Spider-Man 2 has the better chance at the upset. Some of that is obviously bias on my part, but I also wonder if Final Fantasy 16 will be viewed as the best and the biggest, you know, Final Fantasy game to date, as opposed to looking like a game that moved the industry forward. I know the fights are big. I'm not trying to minimize Final Fantasy 16, but I don't see industry or game industry impact from Final Fantasy. Well, at least not right now. I'm not trying to be reductionist about just how good Final Fantasy 16 will be. They've shown us a ton. I'm just not sure what there is left to show. The big fights are really, I think, what's going to make that game stand apart. But Zelda Tears of the Kingdom feels industry-impacting, and Spider-Man 2 could be setting its sights on a similar level of quality. In other words, that intangible quality that exceeds just being a great game, but a defining game. Conclusion. I think that Spider-Man 2 will get more than a Game of the Year nomination. I actually think it has a chance to steal it away from Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. PlayStation is being far too aggressive in their build-up to this showcase. Just this morning, they were retweeting their own showcase announcements on Twitter with, like, pointing emojis. It's not in their nature to do that. They seem to think very highly of this showcase. I believe Spider-Man 2 is going to be a center-stage gameplay reveal. 
Zelda stands tall right now in the gaming world, and deservedly so. But Spider-Man is one property that could rival Zelda globally. No matter what happens in the Game of the Year battle, we're primed to get a 2023 to remember. Let's just hope that the bad launches are the distant memories, and what's on the horizon is a brighter future. And that is the show open. I would love to know what you guys think about this. I tweeted out asking people, do you think Spider-Man 2 could win Game of the Year? And it's a hot debate. There are people like, of course it could. It's going to be amazing. It looks amazing already from the little that we've seen. The heat around the game, the talk around the game is huge. But there are people that think that Tears of the Kingdom can simply not be toppled. I, I just, I wonder if graphics and performance will become a part of the dialogue when you compare the games and we will be covering the playstation showcase so guys do me a favor smash that like button we should easily have over 200 likes by now and let's get the coffee in the frame thank you everybody who's been using reforgeroast.com the newly updated website everything's running smooth we printed a bunch of orders this morning so you should have gotten uh your email and we're slowly getting those products added to the youtube page you just see them on the youtube page as well So thank you guys. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope you had a great weekend. We did a Star Wars watch party over the weekend. We also did a Friday night stream with Madden where we played some Zelda. It was was an absolute blast. And here's the thing. You are barely holding on to 3,000 members right now, so get those member numbers going. I'll put the, the little member goal up there. Every 25, I give five back. Peter Parker is a character better than Link says MTO, good morning, says Random Zero. I don't think Spider-Man will win regardless of how much effort they put into it. I think Spider-Man 2 has got a huge hill to climb. I do. I think it's harder for superhero games to get that notoriety. I, I think it's tough. It's just like movies getting awards. Like, superhero movies struggle in that regard as well. They're not taken as seriously. Hogwarts has a controversy. I don't know if they're going to keep them off the stage because of that. It's just too big. The game did amazing commercially. Critically, it did amazing as well. So, Cardock Ren coming in with 28 months, and it's a VIP. Love to see your continued success. Thank you so much, Cardock Ren, guys. Thanks for a nice, strong turnout. It's going to be a Sony week. Listen, I know people are going to be like, hey... Why didn't you cover China approving the deal? I care about that about as much as Phil Spencer, Brad Smith, and Lulu Chang because they've not said a word about it. So I'm kind of following their lead. They're, we got no info. We got a headline. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like something we can properly vet and research right now. So no video or talk show on that until we get more info. All right. I know people are going to give me grief about that. I don't care. It's Sony's week. Okay. They're going to dominate the headlines. That's what we do here. We cover gaming news. Like I, that wasn't gaming news. Five gifted members from Cardock Ren. He's going to kick things off. Here we go. Let's start the day right. You guys got to keep that number high. If you have any hope of getting me to shave my beard. Game sold into the billions without micros. Right. Yeah. Gameplay and narrative of Spider-Man 2 will have to be near perfect. Yo, good morning, Super Titan. DK Bager. Always so faithful with those single gifteds. You guys could follow his lead. You don't have to do the big bombs. You could do one, one at a time. I don't know not covering that nonsense. There was nothing to cover. There was headlines. That was literally it. Some of the headlines were longer than the dadgum articles, right? 
Eugene says, I'm on the last main mission in Miles, and while the game did a very good job differentiating itself from the first game, in order for Spider-Man 2 to win Game of the Year, it's going to have to do something that we've never seen. I'm here to tell you, I think they're going to do it. There's too much smoke around this game. There's too much smoke. Cleo Carson coming in says, VIP gold forever. Thank you so much for the VIP gold. Guys, we should have 200 likes by now. Make sure you're going through your morning ritual. Minimize that chat. Hit that thumbs up button. It helps more people find the stream. Also, just coming in and saying good morning. Weigh in on the idea. Put one comment in chat. It helps us out. Stone Spire Hall. So generous taking us to 11 gifted members another five coming in hot and it goes to james tiberius kirk i love seeing somebody like james tiberius kirk get one been a newer newer viewer but been so faithful and been so generous thank you so much for being here good morning thrifty good to see you in the chat it'll release with the vr version now that i don't think so and i don't know if that would be enough to push it i don't think anything vr would be enough to push spider-man 2 into a into a game of the year category this is what they're going to have to bring. Okay, listen, I didn't want to like create like some laundry list in the show open. I wanted the show open to be about what did Jim Ryan say? What did the narrative director say? And what are all the leaks and rumors saying? Almost like a, here's everything we know so far. I didn't want to trot out my own list. I thought that would be like thematically dissonance to suddenly be like listing all the things that I think they need, but I'm going to do that. Now you can do the same. Okay. You have to set yourself apart from the first game. You simply must. Yes, I will be covering the PlayStation live streaming event. You can watch it here with a smaller, more controlled chat. You can I'll be co-streaming it, okay? Good to see you, Kirk. So here's the thing. You have to outdo the first game. Terminal stupidity with a 10 gifted member bomb. They're like, look, just because it's Monday doesn't mean we need to be moving slow. We can move fast. That's 10 more gifted members. If you guys got a gifted membership, man, make sure you get into our Discord. You are missing out on an amazing community. You're missing out on so many fun events. Frenab says, I like how they dunk on you. This guy uh, didn't change his entire... Uh, planned show because the new ABK news came out. He must be a pony and hypocrite. Yeah, I don't really care about those people anymore. I just I just mute block and move on. They're, they don't matter. They're immaterial to what we're trying to do. We're trying to grow a community. We're trying to cover gaming and, you know, sideline people like that. Just they're not in my they're not in my uh, they're not in my purview. They're in my rear view. We don't need to we don't even need to worry about it. Venom will be all, all of that stuff, different and better, and with the way that it probably makes Venom move, uh, could host, uh, all on the host will blow us away. So, how? here's the question you have to ask. How does Spider-Man 2 set itself apart from Spider-Man 1 and Miles, okay? Because if you look at Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, how did that game set itself apart, right? Why is everybody saying that that thing is going to set itself apart. Like, why? What are people pointing at? Well, they're pointing at the Ultra Hand, the, game, the, 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 the weapon fusing, the increased size of the world, you know, the creativity, the limitless possibilities, right? They kind of blew the lid off of the thing, even with just your abilities alone in traversing the world. I'm, I'm so in love with that game. I've continued to play it off stream, which I don't do that much. Calico with 12 months and it's a VIP. I'm going to hold out. I still say Hogwarts Legacy is going to surprise everyone. That said, it's going to be a tough fight this year for game awards. It should be a great show. Thank you, Talica. 
trying to bring you down to their level because they can't elevate to yours. Yeah, pretty much. That's been the going rate, Eugene. I learned how that worked on Purple. And uh, just keep doing your thing and ignore those folks. So if you look at how Zelda set itself apart in its sequel, I think Spider-Man 2 is going to have to set itself apart in so many ways at one level. And this, I think, is going to be their biggest challenge is the gameplay, okay? I I really think that's going to be their biggest challenge. Why? Well, you have Miles and you have Peter. They already have a ton of abilities. Now, you can't just take those abilities away, but if you let us keep those abilities, as they kind of did in Jedi Survivor, now you're facing your own unique challenge. You're competing with the fun stuff you could do in the first game, which means you've got to give me a bunch of new fun stuff to do good morning feed i can't find the tweet but an insomniac dev was talking about groundbreaking innovations in video games and the last thing she mentioned was the movement and swinging in spider-man 2 now out in space is putting co-op i'm here to tell you i have never wanted something more (laughs) being able to play spider-man co-op with my wife would just be absolutely phenomenal and i want i want you guys to know i was the one who made that observation first that trailer give me credit everybody told me i was stupid everybody told me there's no way they're not gonna put co-op if co-op ends up in this dadgum game okay i want you all to apologize all you people that gave me grief you need to apologize i I watched that trailer i was like they show spidey fight and then they show spidey zoomed in then they show miles fight and then they show miles zoomed in and then they show them both together fighting together now i'll grant you this it could just be those co-op fights like we got in the arkham games right where you're fighting with catwoman or you're fighting with nightwing or you're fighting with robin okay it definitely could be that you could be able to control both interchangeably i don't know i i I have a feeling we're gonna be playing as both miles and peter in the game you know interchangeably or maybe there's just different storylines maybe there's different parts of the city i have no idea but in my mind If they deliver co-op, that will be one element where they really innovate and level up the gameplay. In addition to that, you're going to have to give us a whole new swath of abilities. I really think that. I don't think you can just give us the basic same abilities from the first two games. Now, they did that with Miles, right? They did that with Miles. They gave Miles some really great abilities. So you could continue to iterate on that. This is why it's interesting to me that some of the leaks and rumors say that, like, Peter's going to get the symbiote. It's like, well, that would be a whole new swath of abilities, would it not? That would that would augment and change everything that you have. Co-op is becoming Lono's new live service? No, 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 no. Co-op is my original live service. I used to always beg for co-op in games. Always. I would go to the store, grab the jewel case, and I'd flip it around, and I'd look for two to four co-op every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> You know, it's confirmed not co-op. No, that's not true. No. Plenty of games describe themselves as single-player games that feature co-op. I, I've seen I've seen people claim that. They're like, here's the official press briefing, and it describes it as a single-player game. Yeah, okay. There's plenty of there's plenty of single-player games out there that feature co-op. They would describe themselves as single player, and yet you can play them co-op. That's not abnormal. If the core game is single player, and you can do a ride-along with another player or something, that that would certainly not be, oh, it's no longer a single-player game. 
you don't suddenly describe a single player game with co-op as multiplayer that's not typical you don't change the core elements of the game you don't change the core identity of the game just because somebody can like come along any coffee codes to use before buy no there's a huge sale on the frickmas and the light roast the frickmas has i think like 20 bags left and so it's really marked down so buy them while they're hot the light roast i think has 17 bags left and then you have to wait a while before the new bags of light roast get here i'm mostly about playstation even i don't think it'll be game of the year Zelda already has it in the bag, even though I can only play Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom emulated to enjoy it. Yeah, but see, that concession that you just made doesn't mean it has it in the bag. It doesn't. Yo! Online MVP with a massive bomb! He says, look, man, I'm taking the award this month for most gifted members. Bumps us all the way to 41 members on the day, almost 50 every 25 I give 5. Always good to see names I recognize getting them like Nook or Book. Nook. Nook got one. And (laughs) Jaffe the Incompletionist got one. Seeing names that are here on the regular. Thank you guys so much for being here. Mike S. with the the first month of his membership and a member plus. Good afternoon, chat and Lono. Hope you're all okay. Stay amazing, Lono. Love your content. Thank you so much, Mike. That's not the real Jaffe, okay? (laughs) Jaffe. Javi doesn't hang out here. We've interacted a little bit on Twitter, you know, but that's that's the extent of it. He, he, that's not the real Javi. Here's the thing. I like I on one hand I agree. On one hand I agree. Zelda's got it wrapped up right now. They're the front runner. But when you have to keep making concessions about like, well, I can only enjoy it emulated and I saw a guy tweeting the other night. He's like, yeah, the fire shrine is like 13 frames per second the whole time. Some other guy jumps on. He's like, I love this game, but that fire shrine made me nauseous. Okay. Now that's him. He's on a burner. No, 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 no. It's not him. I just want to know when we can pre-order Spider-Man 2. Hip Hop Gamer just tweeted about the showcase. I just tagged you in it. He's saying about new tech and new graphics. Right, like, he, Hip Hop Gamer is putting a lot on the line, okay? He's putting a lot on the line. That guy's like, I got the news first, go subscribe to me. I mean, if any, if, if he gets proven wrong, nobody's going to believe him ever again. That'll be the end of you. Like, oh yeah, you're the one that told us there was going to be rift hopping or world sh- shifting in Spider-Man 2. Um, there's talk of the original Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation 1 getting a remake. Cerny himself is involved. Man, I don't know about that. We may see Bloodborne on Wednesday, uh, but Salt on that one. It'd be cool if Cerny made an appearance. Alright, somebody said they tagged me in a tweet. Five gifted members coming in from Zinthos. Amazing. You guys are crushing it. It's Monday, and it sure feels like Friday. You guys are absolutely going buck wild insane. All right, let me go to mentions. Um, can we see the game first? I, I'm not seeing what you're saying. Let me just look for him. It's, it's Hip Hop Gamer, right? Hip Hop Gamer. Now, again, we don't know if this guy has any info. I clicked on the wrong Hip Hop Gamer. Dadgummit. Hip Hop gamer. I, I, I take stuff like this with a grain of salt. It's so easy to to clout chase and just to make stuff up on 
you know, on Twitter. He says, This week, PlayStation Showcase raises the bar on real-time graphics, new gameplay tech, and it's not just Spider-Man 2. The quality development talent at PlayStation has is scary. What they have is scary. Remember, it's not just Spider-Man 2. Get hyped and get ready. All right. Is that a Spidey shirt? This is indeed a Spidey shirt. It's a Miles Morales shirt. It comes from the Spider-Man collection at 80s Tees. Anytime you go to 80stees.com, make sure and use my code, code LONO, so I get credit. It'll also give you a nice discount. Hip-Hop Gamer was right before on many things. Give me an example on something he was right about. And guys, give me 300 likes. There's over 700 people here. I want to debate this with you. I'm enjoying the discussion so far. I really do think that people are... There's there's multiple things happening with Zelda, okay? There's definitely people... I, I saw one of those alt accounts this morning... You know, whatever that catfish account that like sims really hard for Xbox is, I don't. I muted them, so somebody replied to them, and I was like, "What is this?" And so I showed the tweet, and I was like, "Oh, here we go." Like basically using Zelda as the argument of like, well, it's almost like <laughs> it's like Xbox fans know Xbox doesn't have a chance this year at Game of the Year, so they all just became cheerleaders for Zelda. And listen, I love Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I've, I'm on record saying I was wrong about it. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. I'm like, this is the front runner for game of the year, right? I played the game. I came to my own conclusions, okay? However, however, in my mind, it's being weaponized in a way that is, I think, both betrays dishonesty. It's like, you don't even care about this game. You probably haven't played it. You're using it as a weapon to be like, no. No way. PlayStation is not going to get a single game of the year this year. It's almost like you're you're like you're you're basically saying thank God for Zelda because PlayStation's got a pretty solid lineup on the horizon. And yes, Final Fantasy 16 is not first party, but it's looking amazing. And then Spider-Man 2 will be likely next to Hogwarts and Zelda, third biggest game of the year, maybe second. I don't know if it'll be able to pass Hogwarts because Hogwarts is on so many systems. So Spider-Man will likely be the third most commercially successful game this year. It'll be in the top three. That's impressive because it'll only be on the PS5. David coming in with an $11 Super Chat tip. Co-op, what a great innovative idea to make Spider-Man 2 unique and a Game of the Year candidate. And you're my favorite streamer. Thank you so much. I don't necessarily think co-op's that great and innovative, but I think it would certainly take Spider-Man 2 into a really, really fun category. Xbox fans are cheering for Starfield. What are you talking about? Homie, go look at the responses to my tweet where I said... Can Spider-Man win Game of the Year? And I lost count how many hardcore Xbox fans are basically like, it's Zelda, it's Zelda, Zelda's got it on lock, okay? I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, one of the reasons they're doing that is, I think they know where Starfield's going to land. I think Starfield will land in RPG nominations. I think it gets a Game of the Year nomination. I think it lands in... What else could they get? I'm not sure what other categories they could get. Art direction, mm, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Because the art direction in Starfield is fine. There's nothing there that stands out. It's kind of more real world looking, and I think that's going to hurt it in art direction. But but I I don't know. I think people just generally have accepted that they don't think Starfield is going to snag game of the year. Now, I think it could. 
I think Starfield could be the sleeping giant that everybody just started to ignore because the original showcase wasn't that impressive. There were performance issues in the showcase. Then it gets delayed. It's on the platform that, you know, had to had to launch Redfall. So, like, Starfield's sort of, in many people's minds, like, drifting from the frame. It's like, yeah, 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 whatever. And that's not necessarily fair to Starfield. Okay? Music loud? Is the music too loud? I, it's hitting the same spot it always hits. It's down in the... It's not even half the volume. Nobody's complained about music yet this morning. I mean, I can bump it down if you think it's too loud. Zelda's the front runner, but Final Fantasy 16 for the win. Has Fallout game ever been nominated or won game of the year? I don't think so, no. Also, hip-hop gamer play, claiming that the PlayStation 5 remastering engine for PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 4 titles, backwards compatibility enhanced. I, okay. That sounds insane to me. Uh, no, no, it's not too loud. No, okay, okay, it's fine. Music is fine. Okay, music sounds fine to me. Chat's weighing in. There's a lot of people here, and everybody seems to think it's fine. Starfield won't win because of 30 FPS. Oh, I firmly believe Starfield's going to run at 60 on the eggs. I think that's I think that's part of the announcement during their during I think during the Starfield direct they they make they they're going to specifically address that. Hip Hop Gamer was right about Street Fighter 6 World Tour mode and features way before announced. Really? The Hip Hop Gamer's out here getting getting good getting good claims in, huh? Okay. If Spider-Man wins Game of the Year, it'll be an all-time snatch since they started giving the award. Zelda just seems unbeatable. Hogwarts, Zelda, Spider-Man 2, Final Fantasy 16, Resident Evil 4, all will be Game of the Year contenders, says Thrifty. Question, I played Spider-Man but not Miles. Should I play that before Spider-Man 2 story-wise or does it matter? Sneaky Wolf, we have been told, this is just a leak, we've been told that the DLC for Spider-Man will roll into Spider-Man 2. I don't think you have to play Miles, but I feel like you're kind of missing out if you don't play Miles. Miles is really good. They added a lot of fun stuff to his combat rhythm. David with another $11 Super Chat tip. Reforged Co-op may not be innovative in and of itself, but for Spider-Man game series, it certainly will be something new. I agree with you. Thank you for another Super Chat tip. I have two PlayStation 5s, Lono. I'm getting a Switch OLED and a laptop gaming PC this year, mostly the Switch OLED. You're ready to game. F the Cat says, did you see that cartoon mock-up of you with the big head? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Where? Did somebody do it in like our Discord or something? Like, as, as like a, is, it a, is it like fan art? I, I've not seen anything. I was busy most of the weekend. I sent out a couple of tweets, but I usually on the weekends, I don't pay much attention to everything going on. It'd be to hold the showcase and then say, oh yeah, by the way, it's not hitting 60 FPS at launch. Yeah, I think they would ruin. I think they would ruin the showcase with that. You, I, there is. I've continued to say this. I've continued to say this. There's no way Microsoft lets that happen. They're not going to let Starfield walk out and do that. Nobody talks about Starfield uh, like that. Everyone is waiting to see what Starfield is. Listen, I'm be honest with you. I'm be honest with you. I'm super excited about Starfield, but from everything we've seen up to now. I, I don't know if it can land. I don't know if it can land game of the year. It's on Twitter. Okay. I, dude, F cat. I'm be real with you. I don't care about that. I literally don't enter. I don't check Twitter for that. I go, I tweet, I get a barometer on a topic. I see what people are saying and that's it. 
I, that, that's all I do. Like, I people are like, did you see what this person said? I'm like, no, I'm too, I'm too busy for all that nonsense. Uh, DK Beggar. Oh, DK Beggar with another gifted membership. Thank you so much. Taking us to 47. And I'm going to be real with you, F the cat. Don't bring that to my doorstep. I don't care. You're like, you're, you're bringing, you're bringing dog crap to my doorstep. You know what I'm saying? I scraped that off my shoe. I'm not in concern with those people or, or the attacks, like bringing it to my doorstep. I don't, I don't need to smell the stink on those folks. We're in here having a great conversation and a great day. That's all that matters to me is making content. New to the channel. I actually like this channel and the people here, no toxic people. You can have and hold a debatable convo. Hey, man, that's what we do here, you know? Listen, there are a lot of people who are getting impressions of me from Twitter. Listen, come hang out and have a conversation, and you're going to think differently. A lot of people have said that recently, okay? Don't believe everything you read on Twitter, all right? Just come hang out. The community here is crazy generous. We've already got 47 gifted members this morning. We had an amazing weekend with members. We hung out on Friday night. My wife and I played some Zelda. Then we did a Star Wars watch party. Like, ignore all these toxic people. They're not good for your mental health. They just aren't. You're drinking poison. Like, that's just not good for you. Welfare Rockstar says, Tears didn't even reinvent the wheel. They took mechanics that already exist in games, polished them to a degree like no other. It's so masterfully created. Uh, created. There's nothing Spider-Man 2 could do to match that. How do you know that? I don't understand how you already know that. People keep talking like that. I want to know wh- why you came to that conclusion. Why? Like, oh, Zelda did this thing that was crazy and innovative and it's not in the first game. There's no way Spider-Man 2 can do that. What Insomniac Games is like, am I a joke to you? Did you play Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart? Like, uh, did you play the first two Spider-Man games? Nobody believed that a Spider-Man game could be pulled off as good as that, and they did it. Like, come on, man. You're doubting Insomniac. Henry Heck coming in with a gifted membership, taking us to 48 members. Thank you so much. The tech in Spider-Man 2 is going to blow away what Zelda did. We don't know Zelda would be Zelda a month ago. Yeah, like, look at how many people. Welfare Rockstar, you know who you sound like? And I know you don't mean to sound like this. This is who you sound like. Do you remember all the people that looked at Tears of the Kingdom and said, looks like DLC, same map. Oh, it's just a bunch of Zelda DLC. That doesn't look like a full game. And now what's everybody saying? This game is so crazy, no game can top it. There's Spider-Man 2 can't do what this game did. Yeah, well, a month ago, everybody was saying it was DLC. I, how, how, how quick the narrative changes, right? By the way, all three coffees good. Dark Roast has the, the, the least amount of caffeine. Nice. Um, doing a little digging, need to confirm... Uh, 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 okay, okay. We're, we're doing a little digging. It seems like Hip Hop Gamer could actually have some sources. He could actually have some inside information. Uh, maybe, maybe we should have him on the show. Maybe we should have him on the show Friday. If he, if he calls all this stuff and if he is hitting his shots, okay, we'll know after Wednesday. We'll know after Wednesday if the man's hitting his shots. Have him on the show. That'd be fun. Be like, look, bro. How'd you know this? (laughs) What else is coming? Infinite with 11 months and it's a VIP power, wisdom, and courage. The Triforce will be victorious. (laughs) 
Uh, make sure you have gifteds turned on. Yeah, if you're trying to get these gifteds, yeah, swear to me. Ten months from Madeira, and it's a member plus. Love the daily topics. Been sub for ten months. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. You guys sleeping on co-op? Imagine Peter slapping a guy in the air while Miles webs him. Well, and they show a clip where they basically do that. They basically beat the tar out of a guy together. Like, that would be insanely fun. Better line it up now. Yeah, but what if he's wrong? What if he's wrong? I don't want to book somebody and then have him be like, you know, striking out in all of his claims, you know? Hey, somebody ordered some coffee this morning. Uh, let's see who it was. And I, I don't see a username. I don't see a username. Somebody ordered a light roast and a frickness blend. One order of coffee already. Thank you so much for doing that. Yo, it's good, JC. How are you? Shout out to Hip Hop Gamer. He's been on the money in recent memory. I will admit I saw a video where some guy created a mech and a drone. He took out a temple all without having to go in. Listen... You guys have got to hear me. I'm saying two things. I'm sure I'll get clipped out of context because that's how people, you know, make arguments these days. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is the clear front runner for a litany of reasons. It is currently my game of the year, right? I'm also saying Spider-Man 2 could steal it away because we're hearing some heat about Spider-Man 2. And if there's one brand... If there's one character that can rival Zelda, it's Spidey, okay? Spidey can do it because Spidey is globally more popular than any other superhero. He is the most iconic superhero in existence. You slap Spidey's face on a pair of shoes, on a t-shirt, or a ball cap, and you can put it anywhere in the world and people will know what it is. They'll be like, that's Spider-Man. I want that. I need that. Little children all the way to grown adults know who Spider-Man is all over the world. To the same degree that, you know, Zelda and Mario are crazy iconic and very recognized. Let's be real. What games that you've seen do you... Oh, hang on. What games from what you've seen do you personally think deserves Game of the Year, including development time and hard work? I say Starfield. Keep being awesome. What, uh, What about Starfield has you saying that? What? Listen, listen. Be, be be real with me. What about Starfield as you saying that? I've defended Starfield. Starfield's one of my most anticipated games this year. I want to be Captain Kirk. I want to build the Starship Enterprise. Starfield could quite literally bring the magic of Tears of the Kingdom to outer space. Building your own ship. Get your own crew. Go to planets and build. That's an awful lot of freedom. That's an awful lot of exploratory power. But... From what I've seen so far, I'm like, eh, it kind of looks like Fallout and Skyrim in space, which is a dream come true. But is that game of the year? I don't know. I see performance issues in the trailer. They had to delay the game. The, the leaker, who's been right about everything, said that Starfield was in worse shape than Redfall. I, I've got a lot of concern. The game night with a $10 Super Chat tip. With how much accessibility features we have in games nowadays, do you think that knocks Zelda in any way with it doing the bare minimum, or does the gameplay trounce that alone? I don't think you can take a game down a peg in the game of the year discussion with exp- with with, uh, with accessibility. Accessibility is external to the game's quality, and I mean that. I don't mean any disrespect to people that are advocating for increased accessibility. I'm fully in support of that, right? I'm fully in support of that. You said Captain Kirk. Did you change your mind? I, 
James Tiberius Kirk's in chat. It's it's it got baked into my brain. Sorry. <laughs> that spot's taken, sir. No, Captain Picard. Captain Picard. The other day, 30 and I went back and forth on Kirk versus Picard. I, I misspoke. I misspoke. Star Trek guys are going to roast me up for that one. Dan's a tastic with 20 months and it's a member plus. Thank you so much. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I am fully in support of increased accessibility in games, but that's external to the game's quality. You can build the greatest game ever and not do any accessibility because maybe you didn't have the budget for it. Maybe it just wasn't in your purview. Maybe you didn't have people on staff that could do it. They just didn't under, we don't that's just not something that we're trained in, right? Whether it's whether it's controller, uh, uh, key bindings, uh, you know, colorblind mode, you know what I mean? FYI here because of free sub. Hey, thanks for being here. So I, I don't I I would never knock Zelda down a peg to be like, oh well you didn't do an accessibility controller in a colorblind mode. I don't think you can take a game down for that. I think that's that again, that feels immaterial to the game's quality. It feels immaterial to the game's quality. It feels important with respect to the game's role in the industry. Who cares about accessibility? A lot of people care about accessibility. People who need it people who are creating games that value it and think it's noble and important uh, people like myself who commentate on the industry and see the impact that it has and the types of really creative content you can get from people who ordinarily wouldn't be able to play video games like Rocky No Hands there are plenty of people out there that want to enjoy games the same as you they're, on, they're, they're in the unique situation of being impaired in some way I don't think there's any reason to be against accessibility I think both sides can go too far there are people who they they hold accessibility in such a high regard they create unwarranted impetus to like oh every game should do this well not every game can afford to do that there's also people on the other end of the spectrum they're like well who cares about that why bother with that crap both both people are too extreme to be considered intelligent and worth listening to you're going off and in, into the far reaches of space there's a good happy medium of listen when they can and it's doable and they do it it's praiseworthy and we should give uh we should give credit where credit is due when people do that extra work i said it last week game awards i want to be on the edge of my seat starfield hogwarts spider-man 2 tears of the kingdom diablo 4 final fantasy 16 listen to the games that vengeance just listed Listen to the games that Vengeance is listed. We're, we're, we're about to have a really, really good year. If all these games land well, they don't have to land 11 out of 10, but they just got to land well, you know? If, if, if they can do it, if they can do it, then I, I, I think we're, we stand to have one of the best years in gaming that we've ever had. That's a lot of big property. That is a lot of big property. And I want to be on the edge of my seat as well. Like, I'm sitting here looking at, I'm looking at, you know, Starfield saying, dude, make it hard on Tears of the Kingdom. Spider-Man 2, make it hard on The Legend of Zelda. Spider-Man 2 gameplay could deliver something we've never seen before. Zelda did it. Why can't Spider-Man 2 do it? Don't forget about Redfall. (laughs) How could anybody forget Redfall? Of all the game reviewers I've encountered, Lono is the most human. I'm not sure what you mean by that, but I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. Guys, if you've never been here before, we cover all kinds of gaming coverage. Uh, I have a video today that will be my reaction to uh, Doc Dark's video on the showcases. Um, I, 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 I take him to task. I, I, I'm... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, uh, I, I sort of shred half of his video, okay? About half of his video is good and the other half's bad. You'll have to watch to figure out which is which. If you're interested in the showcases, make sure you're subscribed to this channel. Hit subscribe and the bell button. I will be covering the PlayStation Showcase this Wednesday. I will definitely be covering the Xbox Showcase in the Starfield Direct, all right? So make sure you are here. Oh, it's a Star Trek reference. It's Spock, right? Right? Of all the game reviewers I've ever encountered, Lono is the most human. Wait. Wait, is that about Spock? Or does Spock say that? It's Wrath of Khan reference. Oh, see, that's my parents' era. I'm not as fam- I've seen those movies when I was a kid. I'm more familiar with, like, Next Generation Picard era. Because, yeah, I'm 42. So I'm not quite old enough. I, I didn't go back and rewatch all those. My wife and I rewatched Next Generation, really enjoyed it. Doc had a good editorial on game score reviews in general. What is recent one? I reacted to his one where he's talking about both the showcases. Hollow Knight Silk Song will get uh, a core love for indie this year. If it manages to come out this year. Dude, my man said it's gotten quite large. Yo, JC jumps in all by himself. He puts us on the doorstep. 49 out of 50. Every 25, I give 5. Somebody somebody just go crazy. Don't let anybody do a single. Don't let anybody do a single. Don't let them. <laughs> Thank you so much, JC. That's so awesome. I love seeing white badges in the chat. That's my favorite. It's my favorite to see a brand new member. You guys climbed back up to 3,100 members. We started the day. We were dipping down. It was, lo- it was looking low. It was looking low. We're at 272 VIPs. So the VIPs have slipped a little bit. We are up to 279 every 100. You can get uh, a bonus with we'll make creature play a game with me. You're 56. Well, that explains it. You got 14 years on me. I thought it was confirmed not coming until 2024. Silk Song isn't coming this year. He didn't say that it wasn't coming this year, Eugene. He said that they weren't going to make the first half of 2023. The official tweet was that they weren't going to make it first half of 2023. $5 tip from Darkborn. Did you see Millie Ace tweet the other day about a quote? Uh, what is your guess if it could be? She's been pretty accurate before. She's been pretty not accurate pretty much always. I don't trust anything Millie p- puts out there. Uh, one from Raptor and one from Thrifty. You guys stepped on each other's toes on the dance floor. There it is. That means we got to roll it over. There's... I owe you 10 members right now. You can gun for the next one. You look super young. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've had people come in before and like make fun of what I look like. And my favorite it was, and then it, my favorite insult is when they're like, <laughs> my favorite insult is when they say, imagine being 30 years old. I'm like, you think I look 30? <laughs> I'm 42. Thanks for the compliment. That's my favorite. When they think they're going to insult how I look by referring to me as a 30-year-old. I, I like that one. That one. That one. That one's one of my favorites. Who called it? Zelda will be the clear winner, but second place Starfield, Final Fantasy 16, or Spider-Man 2. Well, there is no second place. There is no second place. I just watched the TOS movies. Uh, they're on Prime right now. Oh, nice. If you're just tuning in, we've been debating whether or not Spider-Man 2 can win Game of the Year 2023. What time are the VIP streams? We only do one VIP stream a week 
it is on it's on Friday afternoon it was originally scheduled for this okay okay that's I guess kind of doable my my son's getting like makeup games and rescheduled baseball games thank you to all the new subscribers this morning thank you for being here thank you for all the gifted members thanks for all the likes y'all are the best second is the first amongst losers that's what I'm saying I feel great when people accuse me of looking 60. I mean, I'm a mess. Greetings, friends, colleagues, and enemies. What's good, Ashen? Good to see you. I thought you were legit like 28. Well, I appreciate that very much. You don't look 40 at all? Yeah, I'll be 43 this year. Five more gifted members coming in from Kyle Wilkerson. That is amazing. Taking us to 56. You guys are absolutely bringing it. You guys got really, really close to 4,000 members. That's when I have to shave the beard. You got really, really close. You're in like the 3,100s now. It slipped a little bit. It'll always go down a little bit, but you guys have been maintaining amazing numbers. Out of all the fan groups that are getting shafted, I think the Harry Potter fan group is getting shafted. I'm not sure what you mean. You look great for your age. Thank you. The thing is, is that I don't think anybody's forgetting about Hogwarts. I don't. I just think Zelda stands that tall in the room. Like, up to now, I don't think anybody was going to really question who was the frontrunner. Like, there weren't any games out, and Hogwarts was commercially gigantic, critically acclaimed, beloved, well-received, well-reviewed. It it, it got non-gamers to play, right? I'm not saying Spider-Man's not going to be a great game, says Welfare Rockstar, in our members-only Discord, where there's no character limit. That's where he's typing. I just don't see any at all of them to make another Spider-Man game that surpasses what Nintendo did with Zelda. You could literally strip away everything that makes it Zelda and it would still be an amazing game. Sorry, I couldn't debate. Right, but again, you just restated what you already said. You've not said why. I don't see a way for them to do it, but why? Imagine they add some kind of rift-hopping mechanic. Imagine you're no longer swinging through the city. You're hopping from dimension to dimension to speed up travel, right? You, like, can see the corner of, like, five blocks away, and it creates a, a warp spot, and, bloop, and you, like, warp all the way down. Imagine giving Spidey all kinds of crazy abilities in that in that realm. Lobo, you bugging? Oh, Hogwarts is mid? Oh, Hogwarts is not mid! Hogwarts is a really good game. I, it really surprised me. It really, really did. Lono, for a 50-year-old, you're looking great. I'm not 50, and I'm 50. Uh, Your eyes give away your age the most, Lono. It's noticeable when you take your glasses off. Uh, I had to counteract all the people blowing your head up. My eyes actually don't look that bad. I usually just look tired. I don't don't think I get enough sleep. That's probably what it is. I I, I get up at 6.30 instead of 7.30. It gives me more time in the morning for personal stuff and just preparation. And I put some bags under my eyes. I want uh, Spider-Man Noir in New York City. The reason Hogwarts is getting a bit shafted is because of its lack of multiplayer. <clears throat> Hogwarts is... <clears throat> excuse me. Hogwarts is great, but there's a handful of games that's this year that'll do everything Hogwarts does, but better. Still an awesome game. Had a great time. Halfway through the game, you could travel to Iron Man's house. Uh, the off of to Hulk Ragnarok. He goes to DC and meets Superman. No one says Spider-Man can't do it. I just doubt it. How in the world would he go to DC and talk to Superman? That's not even a universe shift. That's like a... 
<laughs> That's a property shift. Yo, what's good, cowboy? I want to see if Hogwarts impresses me. Listen, my wife plays games with me. She doesn't play games by herself. That's not. She's not a gamer like that. Okay? She put 60-something hours into Hogwarts. Are people still failing to finish Hogwarts? I don't know. My wife didn't finish it until a couple of weeks ago. She was like 40-something hours, Eugene. I just think a lot of people aren't finishing it. They're not finishing it. I think what they're doing is, is they're living in the room of requirement. There's too much you can do in that game that that doesn't pertain to completing it. You know what I mean? There's too much you can do. There's 11,000 people playing it right now. In the last 24 hours, 21,000 people were playing Hogwarts at one time on Steam. Like they're that's they're they're pulling how like, those are those are crazy numbers for a single player game that came out what three months ago that's pretty impressive for one platform to still be pulling that kind of numbers i don't know man i i i think that that game is a lot bigger and a lot more popular than people give it credit for this whole run to like oh let's look at the achievements the achievement percentages somebody did a breakdown they're like the achievement percentages for beating the game were well within the line of like some of the most popular games out there and it's a game that gives you tons to do that has nothing to do with finishing the game. Just for men is working wonders for your beard. I don't put anything in my, in my beard. In fact, I'm getting gray and I want gray. I don't I don't do anything like that. That's why I'm saying I want to get a perfect live service game. They missed the mark on that one. Oh, you won't get any disagreement with me there that Hogwarts Legacy had the potential to be a significantly bigger and better game if they would have included some type of multiplayer or co-op. That's why when I look at Spider-Man 2, if Spider-Man 2 brings co-op, that that's a pretty that's a pretty big bump up from the last game. Now, I don't know if that's going to convince the general public though. There's this weird thing that happens where people see any kind of co-op or multiplayer and they just immediately assume, oh, the single player's going to be downgraded because of that. You start arguing with people about like, oh yeah, this game should have co-op, this game should have multiplayer. And they're like, oh, you're going to hurt the game, you're going to ruin the game. Lono going for the salt and pepper. I, I want it, dude. I'm getting some streaks, some gray streaks in the front of my hair, man. I want it. Hogwarts was a huge disappointment, really. I don't know how much the general public would be convinced that, like, oh, Spider-Man 2 gameplay was significantly improved because they added co-op. Because I feel like that wouldn't land on a lot of people. Does that make sense? Would, would that be convincing enough to the press, to the people voting on the game, to the people reviewing the game... Or would that just be kind of a like, that's crazy and awesome that you guys offered that, but, you know, in the grand scheme, that doesn't concern lots of people. I was poking fun at Lono for the eye thing. He looks great for his age. I've seen a lot of people uh, to reference off of. We can only hope to age that smooth. Well, thank you. I mainlined the story in Hogwarts. Uh, It had me engaged the whole time, but after the story was done, I didn't feel the need to come back. Yeah, my wife kind of was doing all the little, you know, little checkbox stuff, and she kind of fell out at that point, too. She hit 60-something hours. That's a crazy amount of time for a non-gamer. You think Rift Apart should have beat out It Takes Two for Game of the Year? No, I think Returnal should have won that year. I think Returnal was the best game that year. It was the most creative. It was the most ambitious. It was actually next-gen. It Takes Two wasn't next-gen. Um, 
I wasn't mad that it takes 2-1. It was one of my favorite games that year. It, it's got like eight game genres in one. Really ambitious to do an entirely co-op game like that. I think it takes two is phenomenal. But I thought Returnal was in its own it's in its own class of game. I had Returnal winning over Ratchet and Clank in my 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 own personal judgment. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was mind blowing. I'm still surprised it didn't get as much favorable treatment in the awards. I don't think it won a single award that year. I don't think Ratchet and Clank won anything, which was very bizarre. I thought it was bizarre at least. Rye the Noblest uh, says Zelda, Starfield, Final Fantasy 16, Spider Man 2, Baldur's Gate 6, Armored Core 6, predictions, unless Resident Evil 4 is allowed to be nominated. Yeah, I think they, they let remakes get nominated, don't they? Cowboy says Spider Man gets a lot of credit, and people talk bad about Marvel Avengers, but I would love to see if the Spider Man developers could pull off multiplayer. Could be amazing. I mean, listen. The Spider-Man 2 trailer shows from the very beginning they've shown us Miles and Spidey fighting together. That's not in the first game. That's not in Miles. I, You know, there's something that I've, I've said that since the beginning. I'm like, I don't know. This trailer could be showing us the way. Wasn't Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart the same year as Returnal? Yes. Yeah. The fact that like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart got less nominations than 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 Deathloop was criminal. Could we get 30 more likes on this video? There's so many people here. Thank you guys for tuning in, supporting the show. I'm a safe for work broadcaster. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss my showcase streams. I'm going to be covering the PlayStation Showcase. The PlayStation Showcase is this week, Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. We will be co-streaming it, so make sure you're subscribed. Bell button turned on. If I'm ever not on your homepage on YouTube, always check your subscriber feed. I'll be there. I'm, I'm streaming every day, Monday through Friday. We also do uploads as well. Yo, good morning, Melrose Mike. How are you doing? Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, everybody, for being here, supporting the channel with Super Chats, with gifted members, with just chatting and in in, in talking, being in the Discord, you know, smashing like. You guys are amazing. It could be uh, a tag-in system. Spider-Man 2, like Tekken, Genshin. Right, I was thinking that too, Omar, is like you could you could basically switch between the characters interchangeably. Like maybe Miles is just there fighting autopilot and he's doing stuff with you, same way they do with like Robin, Nightwing, and, um, and Catwoman in the Batman games. And then the other thing they could do is is you push a button and suddenly you switch in your miles. You know, they, they could just be doing that. Had Returnal not got shafted, this would have been four years in a row where two PlayStation exclusives are nominated for Game of the Year. That is, unless we count Deathloop. Well, it was a PlayStation exclusive. It was just a timed exclusive. If you have a great game with no co-op or multiplayer, you're being cheated. Don't you guys realize that? I think that's a pretty extreme position to take. As much as I love co-op, I don't think I can agree with what you're saying. Not every game works co-op, right? Like, I'll give you an example. My favorite game of all time, Hellblade, you couldn't play that game co-op. It's a very direct, super intentional story. And it's about Senua. It's about you experiencing what Senua's experiencing. You can't play a game like that co-op. You can't play a game... I don't even know about Ghost of Tsushima. Now, Ghost of Tsushima had, like, their side thing that you could do. Legends. 
you play with other people, PvP and, and then co-op missions. But the main game? No, I don't think so. We went through an era with absolutely brainless friendly AI. Oh, what do you mean though, Valiant? The co-op fights in the Batman games are fun. There's not a ton of them, but they're fun. You're both just beating them up, and when you come together, it, you can do combos and stuff. I, I really enjoyed it. Paul says, I don't think any winner of Game of the Year was because of technical achievements. Well, I think it should be considered because it's part of the art form. It's part of the delivery. Oh no, I never had interest in playing Spider-Man, but now I want to play it, but I don't want to pay extra for the remastered. I only want to play the remastered version. It sounds to me like you, your, your priorities are in a strange place. I want to play one of the greatest games ever created, and I want to play the better version of it, but I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Just buy the dadgum game and play it. I'm telling you, the time of PlayStation winning Game of the Year ended with Tlu, at least for a while, says Brooklyn Breed. Ghost of Tsushima has some missions with AI companions. It could be within the possibility to have co-op. Listen, Ghost of Tsushima having co-op wouldn't bother me. They've already tested it out. They've already tested it out. Horizon 3 will have co-op with two Aloys calling it now. I don't think it'll be two Aloys. I think it'll be I think it'll be her and that other girl. I she is she's pretty big out there on Twitter marketing and praising the game and like I don't know. I pe- she she seems like a good character to throw in as a co-op character in the in the third game. She she's basically another Aloy. She's got weapons and runs around and moves, you know, moves in a similar way. There you go. To be fair, I didn't want to pay for it either. I never want to pay for anything, but then you pay for it. That's kind of how it goes, says Zubair. Too bad there's no physical copy of Spider-Man Remastered. We don't want co-op, man. Why not? Argue against it, Lobo. Why don't you want co-op? My issue is, I only like to buy games with multiplayer, so I'm hoping the remaster comes to PS+. Plus. I mean... At some level, Cowboy, I resonate with that. I, like, if I wasn't buying every game that comes out to test and talk about and discuss as a YouTuber, and I was prioritizing games to play with my kiddos and my wife, I would probably think in a similar way. Yo, David with another $11 Super Chat tip says, Reforge, what I'm saying is, we pay for an internet connection, which ties in with our online game playing. If we can get great games that's made for co-op, we don't get that. Isn't that a shaft financially? No, it's not a shaft financially. You voluntarily pay for internet. No one makes you do that. That's your choice as a consumer. That doesn't create an impetus on the company to give you games that include multiplayer and co-op. Your spending and your choices as a consumer does not create an impetus on the developers to give you to give you co-op. You're not being shafted at all. Like you're not being shafted financially because those are your choices. You could choose to not have internet and play single player games, just go buy the physical discs. Now you're obviously going to be pretty limited because downloading patches and updates requires internet and lots of games need those updates. Jedi Survivor being one just off the top of my head. Mick Sean Williams with a $10 Super Chat tip. I'm excited for Marvel Spider-Man 2, but one gripe I have is when you kick someone off a building and you we- and a web magically appears, they need to fix that in the second game. It's so unrealistic. 
yeah, but Spidey's not out here killing people, you know? Just New York Street littered with dead criminals. <laughs> Narwaffle with 12 whole months of membership, and it's a VIP. He says, VIP for life. I get so much value between the live show every morning and the members-only streams. Keep it up, bud. Don't forget, you guys can use the upgrade command to upgrade. Broken Lobo says, co-op breaks the flow of combat, my brother. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate you calling me. <laughs> I'd rather focus on an expanded skill tree. I'm incredibly biased as a single-player gamer. Maybe if they did it like Streets of Rage 2. You know what's crazy, though? Track with me here, Broken Lobo. You're saying co-op breaks the flow of, my, of combat, okay? Don't play co-op then. Right? Isn't that a... Isn't that an easy solution? There are games right now you can play co-op. You can go play co-op in uh, you know in Borderlands 3. And if you're like, nah, co-op breaks the flow of combat. I like playing by myself. Okay. Well then don't play co-op. <laughs> All joking aside, is offline gaming realistic? It's not, but again, you can't create impetus like, well, I pay for internet, so all therefore it's a non sequitur. There's no logical connection between the two. I pay for internet. Therefore, all games should have multiplayer components. Huh? There's no logical connection there. That's an impetus created out of thin air. It doesn't make any sense. The internet is my ocean and my rig is named the Black Pearl. Whoever said that Sony will never win a game of the year, just want to mention that Jeff Keighley did an interview and admitted that God of War Ragnarok was 5% away from beating Elden Ring for game of the year. That's pretty close. You got to think of the monster that Elden Ring was and the fact that the fact that Ragnarok was within 5% of it. That's pretty that's pretty significant. Lono quickly becoming the voice of gaming. Listen, if you consider me the voice of gaming, I appreciate you tuning in and saying that. There's plenty of great content creators out there. There's good folks to listen to. I pay for a TV, so all shows should be free. Previews of Final Fantasy 16 are starting to trickle out, and it seems to be very positive. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing good things. The reason I vouch for Starfield, says Lucas McQueen, the reason I vouch for Starfield so hard is because I know how much replayability is there and how vast the options and universe of the game is. Switching from even Skyrim to the Tears of the Kingdom, I feel so limited. Yeah, but that's not the only thing that makes a game great. I don't know. Gaffy posed a question. Jeff did not confirm or deny. Jeff didn't say that. So did Jeff not say it was within 5%? That's an impressive, that's impressive giving God of War came out with like a month and a half left in the year. It sounds like Eugene is saying that Jeff Keighley did not say that. Your official Lono whip smart. I appreciate that. I've never heard of this hip hop gamer guy until like two weeks ago. Yeah, somebody put me on, somebody put him on my radar and I was like, okay, this guy's making some pretty big claims. I think it's pretty significant that a Souls game won game of the year over all non-Souls games. Not that it didn't deserve it, just how many people it reached. Times are certainly changing. You feel limited switching from Skyrim to Tears of the Kingdom? Yeah, I don't track with that. Someone said that 5%. I was watching when that was brought up at the end, says Eugene. Um, I'm trying to read everything that everybody's saying. 
Final Fantasy 16 Final Fantasy 16 is getting a demo where progress will carry over to your main game when it comes out. Where are you hearing that? Is that in some of the previews or is that one of the leaks? There's been a lot of PlayStation showcase rumors. Is that one of them or did you did you actually you actually see something is there something in the previews that's indicating that? Cuz those previews are rolling out today. I was watching when it was brought up. People are sick of hand-holding in games and Elden Ring was the perfect blend of open world and discovery. Everybody's skipping over Final Fantasy 16 as a game of the year candidate. I'm not. No, 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 no. I think, fi- listen, I think Final Fantasy 16 will be up there. I think the podium will 100% have Final Fantasy 16 up there with Tears of the Kingdom, Spider-Man 2, Starfield, Hogwarts. That's your five. I don't think Diablo 4 gets up there. I mean, they could have six nominations, but I think Diablo 4 is the one that gets shoved off the podium, to be honest with you. I think that's going to be the one surprise to everybody. I just think that they, I don't think the game did enough. If we're going to constantly say that continuations of the franchise need to blow the doors off the game to be considered, I'm not seeing that from Diablo 4. Jamie Eason taking us to 57 members. Thank you so much for that brand new membership. Guys, if you want to become a member here, hit that join button or the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat. You get into my members-only content. Today we'll be debriefing. I reacted to Doc Dark's video about the showcases. I uh, I, I take him to task. I, I've got some criticism from my friend. He's been on the show a couple of times. He's a good dude. And then we'll debrief with members. So that's a great reason to be a member is you get to hang out at the end of the day. Also, at the end of the week, we do a VIP weekly debrief that's unfiltered and my producer joins me. So consider upgrading to VIP. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you for 400 likes on the video. Silence is not confirmation. He agreed with Jaffe. He didn't step in to correct him. Jaffe said it was 5%, and he nodded pretty clear. If David was lying or in the wrong, Keeley absolutely would have jumped in. Maybe, maybe not. I'll be honest. Sometimes in podcast situations like that, Shelly, nodding is just because you're listening. I've done that before. I've been on a podcast. I've been listening to 30 and still gaming talk. I've been listening to Mike talk and I'm just like nodding along. And that doesn't mean I agree with everything that he's saying. Only thing Diablo is blowing the doors off is the microtransactions. I'm not worried about that. Again, Jeff did not say it, says Eugene. He didn't agree. I'm with Ono. It's Alex. Diablo 4 should have done things that PoE doesn't do. I yeah I, I'm supposed to be trying to do a show with him about that I got to figure out where that's gonna fit Sony's just kind of taking over right now they're taking over the news cycle Replay, replayability doesn't necessarily make a game great says Lucas McQueen but if you think about it there's technically multiple games in one Spider-Man and Tears of the Kingdom is one game Starfield you can pivot from crafting to slashing well now hang on a minute hang on a minute None of that is a question of whether or not a game deserves game of the year. There are games that require like four playthroughs to get all of the endings, to get all of the story. That doesn't automatically make that like, oh, that's basically four games. Not to mention that you could replay Tears of the Kingdom and have a completely different experience your second time around. The the, the options are limitless in Tears of the Kingdom. You could focus almost nothing on ultra hand and building in your first playthrough. I don't do almost anything with it. 
There are people playing that game like their own personal Voltron, and I just don't like messing with it. It takes too much time. I'm doing more of an RPG playthrough. I'm going for the shrines, the towers, the map unlocks, getting my character stronger, saving up my gear, my my rupees, you know, buying better gear. I I think there's plenty of playthroughs there. Now, as far as saying, well, Spider-Man 2 is only going to have basically one playthrough. Again, we don't know that. You don't know if there's not going to be super creative new game plus. You don't know if there's not going to be amazing DLC. We keep presuming certain... Like, sometimes I think your presumptions give away your lean. Like, people are just presuming, yeah, Spider-Man 2 doesn't have a chance to do anything at the level of Tears of the Kingdom. Why? Why do you think that? Have you ever read a comic book in your life? Have you ever looked at superheroes before? They're basically... Each superhero has limitless potential. You can do whatever you want with with a superhero. You can give them whatever abilities you want. They can just decide to be like, oh yeah, in this game, halfway through, Spidey gets a new suit, and this new suit unlocks... 15 new abilities and you're like oh my gosh they really went crazy oh when Spidey ends up in another universe speculation Spidey ends up in another universe whole new set of abilities in that universe to fight like you see what I'm saying yo what's good Wooly Shelly says I don't see Spider-Man 2 being game of the year not in a year with Final Fantasy 16 and Zelda I think the power of breaking into the zeitgeist gives Zelda a massive boost I don't expect Tears of the Kingdom to win many awards but definitely it'll take game of the year trying to find a text breakdown Miles Morales actor uh, Najee Jeter teases co-op symbiotes and character progression in a Q&A ooh yep I've heard the rumors about co-op and I've heard the rumors about the the, the symbiotes Mm mm-hmm Drifty with a $2 super chat tip. Check general chat in Discord. Final Fantasy 16 demo confirmed. Um, hang on. Yoshi P did an interview in April and said Final Fantasy 16 gets a demo late May, early June. Oh, I forgot about that. I actually forgot about that. We covered that. Um, Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, that's fine. That's fine, Valiant. I saw your message in, in mod chat. It's in the blog post today. Yeah, he even said it before the blog post today. I forgot that he said that. I think the reason people feel Zelda is going to take game of the year is because that's what happened with Elden Ring. It's like the voters felt obligated to choose Elden Ring because everyone swooned over it. I think that's very reductionist. I don't think Elden Ring won because the voters felt obligated because of people swooning over it. I, those are those are not... I don't think there's a causal relationship there. Oh man, everybody went crazy for Elden Ring. We better vote for it. N- n- no, you're, you're looking at it backwards. Everybody swooned over it and went crazy for it because it was the game of the year. Right? That that that's what happened. Right? Like it, it's not it's not like oh everybody swooned over it and then that creates an impetus in the review outlets and the and the voters are like we better give it a we better give it a game of the year status. What? It takes two one before Elden Ring. Yeah, it takes two beat out Deathloop. Um 
Returnal didn't even get a nomination for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. It won at the BAFTAs, so I don't I don't understand that. Uh, it takes two one against Deathloop, and uh, what else was on the, the the podium that year? I'm having a hard time remembering. Was Ratchet was Ratchet and Clank up there? I think Ratchet and Clank was up there. Deathloop, Ratchet and Clank. I can't remember the other games now. It's like it's like a lifetime ago. The court of public opinion definitely plays a part in my opinion. Elden Ring was incredible in its own right, though. No, Returnal did not get a did not get a, a, a game of the year vote. In that logic, Hogwarts will win game of the year. No, no, I don't think so. Valiant says we can definitely get those likes up. Chat seven hundred fifty people watching and four hundred thirty likes. My mod's calling you guys out. It's like a line from the Dick Van Dyke show. Oh, it's just a trick. It's just a trick, honey. You dance good and sing good, and people think you have talent. (laughs) Uh, That's good. Don't underestimate the power of peer pressure. Imagine if Elden Ring didn't win. Guarantee people would have been calling it fixed if God of War won. But... I don't know what this is called. You're doing that thing where you're drawing. I think this is this is where someone tries to draw causality from correlation. These are correlating realities. So it's it, there's a correlation between everybody loved it. It sold like crazy. It was highly praised. It was considered one of the best games, if not the best game of that year. That correlates with the review outlets and the people voting. They're thinking the same dadgum thing. You, you're you're turning correlation into causation. Like, oh, well, the, the, this caused them to vote for it. I don't think that that's true. It, it, that I don't think it's a very I don't think that's a compelling argument. People voted because it was game of the year. People swoon because it was game of the year. This sounds like a dude that said Starfield won't be reviewed well. <laughs> of all of the outlets. To presumptively say Starfield's not going to get a fair score, the outlet that gave Redfall an 8.5, you shouldn't be the one saying that. Like, I'm I'm super sorry. Like, there was a guy from Xbox Era that reached out about having me on. I would love to go on that show, okay? Because when that guy said that, I was like, okay, listen, you're you're talking crazy right now. First and foremost, you guys gave Redfall an 8.5, so stop it. With the whole, oh, yeah, outlets are going to give undeserving scores to a game. Yeah, like when you give an incomplete, cobbled-together tech test an 8.5, even some of the strongest outlets that support Xbox were honest about that incomplete trash heap and gave it, you know, a 6 or a 7. 8.5 is a good score. They, they, they said 8.5 to a 9 or whatever. They, they said 7.5 to an 8.5. I was like, what do you mean? Those are good scores. If I saw 8.5 across the board for Starfield, homie, I'm excited. Because the bar is high for that game. That game's big. The scope and the reach of Starfield is massive. And if I see 8.5s across the board, buddy, I'm getting excited. That's a solid, solid score for a game of that size. I don't need to see 9s and 10s. I don't. Because I know I'm going to see 9s and 10s from certain outlets. They're going to be like, it's Xbox after all. 10. They've already set the stage. 
Xbox era has to give Starfield a nine or higher. Why? Because you gave Redfall an eight and a half. If you give Starfield an eight and a half, everybody's going to say, oh, Starfield's as good as Redfall. They've painted themselves into a corner. They have to give Starfield a nine or higher. That's what happens when you review games according to console allegiance instead of just breaking down the parts of the game and being fair. Glitches, bugs, stuff not working right, performances in the toilet, missing 60 frames per second at launch. Like, you can't give that game a good score. It's lacking the basic parts of a game. Remember Days Gone? It got a 6.5 from IGN. Right, and, and Days Gone was really glitchy at launch. That's why. Days Gone has scored much better since because they fixed all the problems. Days Gone is another example of a great game that launched too early, just like Jedi Survivor. Now, Jedi Survivor somehow dodged the review bullet. I don't know how they did that. Maybe because it's owned by Disney and everyone's scared of the mouse. But it's like, my gosh, that game didn't deserve the scores it got. I haven't, I haven't, I, I, every time I go back, I'm like, yep, still screen tearing. It's wild that we've had some of the best games in a decade launch and also the worst. Talk about peaks and valleys. Everything will be on a new scale from 8.5 to 10. Game is going to get a 9.23. Yeah, right? PlayStation says stay tuned. Compass? Hmm. That's an alt account. Why are you saying that, though? You trying to you trying to trick us? I did see some heat today on Twitter from leak accounts claiming there's some kind of an acquisition on the horizon. Something's going to happen with PlayStation. Days Gone's one of the best games ever. They need a sequel. 82 for Ghost of Tsushima was baffling. Days Gone got the review scores it deserved. Of course it did. Of course it did because it was it was in bad shape when it launched. It was. You you can't expect to get fair treatment when your game launches in bad shape. Ghost of Tsushima got an 83 on PS4 and it got an 87 on the PS5. I'm not sure who was saying I don't know why people are saying Ghost of Tsushima didn't get good scores. Metacritic has got an 83 on PS4 and a 9.1 from the users. Now, the Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut has an 87 from the reviewers and a 7.4 because that thing, they review bombed it because of the $10. Everybody lost their freaking minds. It's freaking stupid. That was the one time I went pretty hard at, at, at PlayStation fans. Shut the frick up and spend money for value. Shut up. You sound like a dollar menu gamer. Um, Xbox buys PlayStation checkmate. Well, thank goodness for the way Japan runs some of these companies and they can't be bought. They buy in UB after they dropped a billion in stock. Yeah, something's coming. Something's coming. Uh, don't appreciate the dollar menu slander. <laughs> uh, Sony buying Microsoft tomorrow? That's impossible. That's that's literally impossible. Financially not possible. 
Uh, 83 on PS4 was ridiculous. That was a high 80s, low 90s game easily. Hear me out, Lono. One of the big things that Spider-Man does is introduce is the multiverse. Kind of like in the movie where Andrew and Toby made an appearance. Imagine playing as different Spideys. Listen, I I cannot ignore the fact that Spider-Man 2 is showing up in all of the Spider-Verse stuff. Quit lying to me. He's in the movie. He's in the movie. He's on the poster. Oh, no, that was a mistake. Shut up. You you sound like Andrew Garfield when he was like, I'm not in the movie. No, I'm not in the movie. I'm not in the movie. Andrew, there's photographs of you in the Spidey suit. Quit it. You look silly. I don't know what you're talking about. And then he's in the movie. And we got Insomniac Spider-Man in all, in like, what was that, like the third thing that he's shown up in? Oh, no, that's not him. Get out of here. Quit lying. You quit lying. You know why they're lying? The same reason Andrew Garfield lied. The same reason. That it's, it's, it's a part of the game. The game, the game is going to have some monumental moment, monumental tie-in, and they don't want us to know ahead of time. Just like Andrew Garfield insisting he wasn't in the movie. I'm like, dude, come on. The PlayStation Spider-Man's in the trailer. He's on the poster. He's in a screenshot. Get out of here. Bunch of liars. (laughs) Literally in the pointing meme? Yeah, it's the pointing meme. Maybe Garfield just liked to dress up as Spidey in his spare time. Yeah, and show up to the set of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, can I be in your movie? I've got the suit still. (laughs) remember the poster of the lizard getting kicked in the face you could clearly see that he got hit in the face but there was nothing there so they blurred him out yeah come on y'all care about critics telling you what game is good or not well I don't know if people care if the critics say a game is good or not here's the thing okay Maybe Andrew Garfield is a pathological liar. (laughs) Come on. That's good. That's good. That thumbnail is amazing, creature. Good work on that one. That's good. That is good. Do we have... Oh, okay, cool. It's in the title. Insomniac Spider-Man was in the first film already, and you got Miles' movie. Uh, suit in the game. It's a cross-sell. David with an $11 Super Chat tip. What do you think of Phil and his little sideways grin? I'm not sure what you mean by sideways grin. I think I think I've think i always liked Phil Spencer. I've been covering E3 in the showcases since 2016. People that call me a Sony pony don't realize how much praise I have heaped on Phil Spencer. How many times I've talked about Xbox being a sleeping giant. Right? Like because I've fallen out of love with them over the last couple of years because of their failings and because I prefer PlayStation because, you know, I have games I can buy and play. It's it's such a difficult decision. That, you know, that makes me a Sony pony. But historically speaking, the people here will tell you, anytime I covered E3, I would heap praise on Phil Spencer. I always thought Microsoft showcases were way better than Sony's. I always thought they were way better. Sony's were always bad, in my opinion. Yo! Online MVP drops another 20 gifted bomb. I see Wooly in the mix. I see Bellix. I see PK Ziggy in the mix getting gifted members, taking us all the way to 77 members. That puts us on the doorstep of another huge milestone. I now owe you 15 members. 
I will gift the members in the premiere that we do today. I react to Doc Dark's video about the showcase. I, I, I take him to task in the second half of the video. You're not going to want to miss it. I gift the members in the premiere so it gives you the most amount of time to hit the big milestone. Skaternator hit seven months. A whole seven months already. Loving the coverage in the member streams with Madam. Endless laughs every weekend. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you so much, Skaternator. If games keep releasing this bad, we need to rely on uh, critiques, to be honest, and tell us where it's okay to spend money. I want you to listen to me. I'm probably going to do a show tomorrow. I don't know about the Final Fantasy 16 previews. That might that might hijack our plans. Listen, the PlayStation commentary about games not coming to PC within two to three years. You PC guys are hilarious. You're hilarious as you get really upset and really angry at multiple bad multi-platform launches and multiple really bad ports to pc here's an idea i maybe get your own games do you ever consider that maybe playstation investing in their ecosystem their hardware maybe mark cerny creating a relationship of trust with developers for the playstation 5 maybe somebody in the pc realm should do that maybe do that before talking big about playstation not bringing games to pc fast enough or here's a brilliant idea buy a ps5 maybe that i don't know Maybe don't early adopt into video cards for four and five hundred dollars that melt and just buy a PS5. Maybe just do that. Gemini Christmas. The insane takes I saw on Twitter. I was like, what are you even talking about? Sony has a vested interest in investing in their ecosystem, their hardware, their consumer base. You want to hang out on PC? Fine, do it. What's the best PC game that's come out in the last couple of years? What is it? What is it? Where is it? Where is this where where is this amazing PC game? Where is it? What game is it? It's almost like some of the strongest PC games as of late that have done really really well have been God of War 2018. <laughs> A PlayStation game? Where are all these amazing PC games? Where are they? I'm I'm just curious. What what are they? Most of the PC-only games are like, what? Sim games? Indie titles? What do you got over there? Other than snobbery about your graphics performance, what do you do? Do you clutch Do you clutch that at night? Do you order an extra video card to snuggle in the bed with? What do you have? Omar with 13 months. I don't think we're about uh, we're out of line to expect games to run properly, though. No, 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 no. No, here's the thing, Omar. You are 100% correct. Iron Galaxy should not have been hired for The Last of Us port. Sony, PlayStation, Naughty Dog, they should all be embarrassed. What a joke. What an absolute joke. You don't treat your property that way. Same way that Disney shouldn't have insisted upon Jedi Survivor's release window. What a terrible way to treat your property, okay? But this idea that, like, let's look at Final Fantasy 16 and Yoshi P's commentary as a test case. Let's just do that, okay? 
in the development world, Yoshi P and the developers for Final Fantasy 16 are like, this game couldn't exist if it wasn't for the strength of the PS5. And they focus all their attention on squeezing as much power as they can out of the PS5. And what's Yoshi P say about a PC port? You're not going to see it in six months. Why? Because they care about optimization. Now, is anybody going to give Yoshi P grief? You're gonna give you're gonna give the man himself. He's sacred at this point. You're gonna give him grief about that? I doubt that you will. But Sony's like, well, yeah. I mean, we're gonna make games for our ecosystem first, and then we'll port it to PC later. And they don't have a bad track record at all. Horizon Zero Dawn got fixed. It was bad. I think it was fairly quickly fixed. It was frame rate issues and some stuttering issues. Some of that had to do with the engine itself wasn't designed to go to 60 FPS. So clothing animations, player animations weren't weren't coded for that. The Days Gone PC port, rock solid. Returnal was praised by Digital Foundry. The issues with the Returnal port were fixed within the first week. God of War 2018 rock solid port commercially successful spider-man remastered miles morales both praised and and well reviewed as pc ports like they're they're doing a good job you want to look at like naughty dog the last of us part one and be like oh my gosh sony ports are terrible you got one horizon zero dawn is still broken I mean, the last I played it, I had a perfectly fine time with it. I honestly think you have to cap frames at 60. I think whenever I went beyond, when I when I went uncapped frames in Zero Dawn, that's when I encountered all the problems. Why wouldn't a company prioritize themselves first? I don't understand what PC players expect. Listen, I think, I don't want to misquote him. Oh no, it's Alex, friend of the show, I like him. But he argued in a video recently that first party exclusives shouldn't exist games should launch everywhere and I'm like you're creating a consumer entitlement demand and fostering an impetus out of thin air that oh so Sony's invested millions into studios, studio growth, research and development architecture upgrades and and structures of the actual PlayStation 5 ecosystem in line with demands of the developers. Developers are on record historically as saying building for one ecosystem is better. You can get more done. It's more efficient. You don't get to create an impetus and 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 a demand of PlayStation. Well no they shouldn't do that. They should just put it everywhere. Okay, so they should do parallel development on a PC? Why? Why should they spend money doing that? Can you create can you create an economic impetus? Because that's the only thing that's gonna move the needle. Can you create an economic impetus? Is is Steam that lucrative? Are PC gamers buying games that much? If there was an economic impetus for parallel development on these titles, you don't think Sony would be doing that? Why? Oh, oh, and lest we forget, they have to do revenue share with Steam of 30%. Eugene's bringing that up. So not only do they have to spend more money, more bandwidth, more time, probably hire more people, do parallel development, potentially elongate the release of the title, they should also do that so they can launch day and date and make... 30% less on PC. It's like nobody considers the economic realities. PC gamers are no different than the Xbox guys that don't consider the economic realities. You're just talking like a fan. You're talking like a fan. 
you're a fan of PC. So that's what you do. You make demands of Sony based in fandom, not based in economic reality or facts. Look at any of the research into parallel development, developing for more than one ecosystem. Look at all the commentary from developers over the years. And you just look silly because you add on top of all of that extra cost, all that efficiency loss, you add on top of that the fact that like, oh yeah, day and date, we also have to share 30% with Steam. Anybody that buys it over there. Our own property that we've invested in. East Coast Overlord. We have Super Giant. It's the only PC first dev with good optimization. Thank you for the $5 Super Chat tip. Why does every time we look at sales of AAA games, PC sales are paltry compared to consoles? Yeah, I wonder why. I really wonder why. You want more games? Do you want more games? I mean, talk to your ecosystem. Go have a meeting somewhere. I don't know where y'all hang out. Tell them. You look at the breakdown of sales and PC always lags behind. Why? Yeah, piracy. Mm-hmm. All you, this say these same people. Like this is what this is what blows my mind. This is what blows my mind. God love him. I love Alex. You're out here bragging about playing Zelda on your PC, and you and maybe and and you wonder why you're not getting property over there because you guys steal games. <laughs> yeah, you're stealing Nintendo games, and you're like, I just don't get why they don't give us more games. Because <laughs> PC landscapes a den of thieves? I don't know. Maybe that's why. Claymore's with a $6 super chat tip. There were millions of torn downloads of God of War when it went to PC. That's a factor. Right. That's a huge factor. Your landscape is a den of thieves and cheaters. And you wonder why you're getting skipped over. You wonder why. I couldn't believe it. I, I can't believe Jim Ryan saying this. We're over here stealing games, you know, <laughs> refusing to buy them. <laughs> oh, and our platform's in t- incredibly hard to optimize for because of all the, com- the different configurations that are out there. Spend more money, spend more bandwidth. Hurts your efficiency so you can make less money on a platform that loves to steal games. Do you hear the logic? That's so so illogical. Again, what economic impetus is there for these platforms to do this? You understand that these businesses want to maximize profit. If they could maximize profit with parallel development and launching on PC day and date, they would do it. They don't care about my feelings as a PlayStation gamer. They don't. They care about profit. Now, they care about my feelings in so much as it affects profit. But that's it. If we hit 50 gifted today, he said he would wear a skin-tight Spidey suit at the showcase. I didn't say that, and I don't do that kind of thing. I mean, I did a Just Dance stream, but I don't, I don't wear, like, an outfit. I did wear an outfit, but not like that, right? Rainwater's coming back in. Thank you so much. Make money if they make proper PC ports. 
listen, you have to understand something. (laughs) When you get table scraps, you have to ask yourself why. Why do you get PC ports a couple of years later? Why? Why are you getting table scraps? There's a reason. There's an economic reason. Companies don't make these decisions haphazardly. Well, when should we bring it to PC? Hank, throw a, throw a dart at the board. Boom. <laughs> 18 months. No. Market research is what dictates decisions at this scale. When you take property the size of Spider-Man and you're making that decision and you're navigating if it should come to PC, how and when and who's doing it, th- there is... There is literally market research that leads to that decision. You think companies this size are just like, yeah, we'll get to PC eventually. We're just being lazy. We could do it, but we got other things to do, right? We got a break room to hang out in. I want to go eat some pizza and play some foosball. No, they're giving you table scraps because that's basically what you deserve. To clarify, Solemn says... You can buy the official Zelda game and use the code to legally emulate the game and still have bought your copy unless he straight up said he ripped... I mean, I don't know if he said he did it or not. Solemn. People were people were playing Tears of the Kingdom before the launch date on PC. And I feel like he showed that in that frame of time frame. I'm not saying that's what he did. I'm saying... You're, if you're going to brag about using those, those, those services to play games... Does he own a Nintendo Switch? I don't think he does. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for the man, but I don't think he owns a Nintendo Switch, which means the screenshot he showed is not property that was paid for. You're telling me that in order to launch a game on PC, I have to hire more people, spend more time and money developing and optimizing, hope they don't pirate it, and settle for 70% revenue. Sign me the F up. Right. It's just it's illogical. It's an illogical entitlement. It's not based in... You, if it, Again, yeah, it's also illegal regardless because of Nintendo's policies, okay? I don't have a problem with somebody buying the game who would prefer to do emulation and get 60 FPS. You bought the property, and if you're doing that on your own and you're not distributing it, I don't give a frick. But if you're going to pirate the game, then you don't really get to talk about what ga- why game companies should bring games to PC. You don't get to talk about that. You forfeited the right to talk about why why console companies should bring games to PC. PC gamers in this room are not the average PC gamer either. What percentage of the gaming market can be attributed to PC? Well, here's the reality. PC gaming is going to have very good growth patterns. Both Capcom and Sony looked at growth patterns of PC and said, we want to bring our games over there. But they're also concerned with maximizing profit. So that's why they're saying we can kick a game over there, uh, you know, a year and a half to two years later. Now, Jim Ryan said two to three years. Herman Holst said at the earliest you would see a game come to PC 12 months. There's a pretty wide gamut of possibilities here. So that's their that's their mindset is we can make money over there, but we don't go over there and try to make money until we've basically made as much as we possibly can on our on our own ecosystem. Where do you see PC gaming in the next five years? 
That's a good point. The Tilu remake was like a six-month turnaround, and it was crap. Which is exactly why Yoshi P is like, you're not going to get Final Fantasy 16 over there in six months. We want it to be optimized. <clears throat> so, if if you're going to argue that they should, it's fine that you want that, but you better believe companies of this size, if there was economic impetus and they could make more money doing it, they would do it. But everything Eugene said, everything I said, you got to hire more people, you got to do parallel development. Parallel development on record from multiple companies slows down your development. It slows down efficiency. So now your product comes to market later than you wanted to. That affects margins because what does that do? That extends the life of the project. So the project just grew in breadth, size of the size of the staff it grew in length, how long it takes to come to market. Oh, and you're doing this for a platform that loves to steal games and you have to share 30% of the sale with Steam. Gee, I wonder why Sony's not doing day and date on PC. It's just bewildering. It's so hard to figure out why they're not doing it. It's, 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 it's not hard to figure out. You look at any commentary from any developers in the last five or ten years, and it's not rocket science. Nothing he said was... was, And, and the thing that I didn't understand either is... If you're so interested in the games, I don't understand why you wouldn't just buy a PlayStation 5. That's what I don't understand. Do you want the games or not? Parallel development for a weaker console is partly what's hurting Xbox so bad right now, I think. 100% accurate narwaffle. I don't think people realize what's about to happen. I really, really don't. The third party landslide is going to happen. ABK is an effort. The Activision Blizzard deal is an effort to stop the bleeding because they can't get third party companies to work with them like they used to. They've just slowly but surely lost their foothold with third-party developers, and Mark Cerny landed the death blow. He landed the death blow. It's like, listen, we went to all these devs, and PlayStation 5, I think PlayStation 5 is going to affect PC. I do. I will get called a Sony pony for this. I'll get called a fanboy for this. All you have to do is look at the market. If you look at the market, if you look at saturation of PS5, projected distribution, if you look at the na- if you look at the narrative from big big developers, that will have an effect on what happens in the future with third-party games. And that will have an effect on where games go first. That's not e- that's not fandom. Anybody who clips me and says, oh, listen to this Sony pony talk about how PlayStation 5 is going to affect the PC world, watch them fail to interact with the argumentation. They won't interact with anything I just said. They won't. They'll just call me a name because that's the extent of their intellectual capacity. If you look, if you look at what's happening right now, there is going to be a market shift. It's a market disruption that's happening right now. And if they successfully launch a PS5 Pro that accelerates ray tracing, done. Done like dinner. Because devs love ray tracing right now. They love it. 
Thank you for a $5 super chat tip, East Coast Overlord. I genuinely have two left thumbs. Controller just sucks. Getting more tempted to buy a Zim and a PS5 for single-player games. I mean, I get the controller aspect. I do. So it's a monopoly that's going to hurt all of gaming? How is it a monopoly? Do we really need to always deal with the definition of of a monopoly? Like, Paul, of all people, what are you doing? That's not a monopoly. If you make your hardware so conducive to development that you become the most appealing platform to develop for, that's not a monopoly. That's called, drumroll, innovation. That's quite literally driven by competition. We want to be the best. We want to be the premier platform. We want devs to flock to us. So what do they do? They talk to the devs. They invest in architecture and technology that makes their platform appealing. And then, if rumors are to be believed, a PlayStation 5 Pro is going to accelerate ray tracing. Why? Because they've listened to the developers. Sounds anti-competitive to me. Yes, when you cheer for the loser, someone actually doing their job and winning sounds anti-competitive. When you cheer for the loser, everything I just outlined sounds anti-competitive because you cheer for a team that didn't do any of that. Did Xbox do that? Did Xbox invest in research and development with developers to make sure their hardware was conducive to development? No, they didn't. They split their ecosystem in half. Terrible decision. You want to talk about anti-competitive? Is it anti-competitive to kick the ball in your own goal? How is it anti-competitive? They both had a shot. They didn't... No, nobody... PlayStation didn't do anything to Xbox this ecosystem. They didn't make them launch the Series S. Microsoft turns around, kicks the ball on their own goal, and Sony's like, we went right to the devs. That's not anti-competitive. That quite literally is competitive. Microsoft has more money, a ridiculous amount of more money than Sony. Why didn't they spend it in R&D? What? Why didn't they why didn't they do that? Why didn't you go to devs, spend it in R&D? What do you need? What will make our platform extremely appealing to third-party developers who we want people to make games for us? They didn't do that. Sony creating an appealing ecosystem, an appealing, an appealing piece of hardware for developers is not anti-competitive. That's the definition of competitive. They made their platform winsome. <laughs> Those are good, creature. Those are good. Anti-competitive is buying major third-party publishers and removing games from other platforms. Eugene says, in, in regards to PlayStation and PC releases, on top of that, you're signaling to your most loyal and core base that you're not the priority. Right. All you've got to do, the mic drop, the mic drop on this on this PC day and date PlayStation thing, all you've got to do is look at how the Xbox community has responded to the prioritization of PC. Look how they've responded. Their confidence is shaken. They're making videos about how we don't feel like a priority. It, it becomes such a narrative point 
that Phil Spencer has to claim they have to claim that console owners are not second class citizens so Sony is not making a mistake by not prioritizing PC in fact they're doing quite the opposite of what Xbox has done Xbox has shaken console owners confidence in the box really strong fans of Xbox are on record saying I don't even know if I'm a priority I don't know if my Series X is a priority A monopoly controls product in the distribution of said product. They have majority ownership in the product. Uh, we need and how and where to get it. Who has a majority ownership in a product that you need and how and where to get it? What are you talking about? Anti-competitive is to stifle or suppress competition, especially when it violates antitrust laws. Yeah, you just we, we, we use words that sound good. <laughs> like, imagine you go to the store... And there's two TVs to buy. And one TV brand can hook up to anything in your house. It's got all these great new features. It's fast. It's awesome. And the TV next to it doesn't have all that stuff. They didn't do proper research. It won't connect to certain items. It won't work with certain peripherals. And you're like, oh, I'm going to buy this one. Someone's like, well, that's really anti-competitive. That they made theirs so much better than the other. Nope. That's the literal definition of competition they made a better product it's in higher demand consumers benefit we get better quality like (laughs) that's not anti-competitive I just I think people see one team winning and they're like well that's anti-competitive Something my kids are learning very, very good lessons in is sports. And when the other team plays better and you go home with the L, you can't claim that they were anti-competitive. They hit the ball better than you. They fielded better than you. Suck it up and do a better job next time. PlayStation made some really, really good calls. They like they looked at the landscape and they made some really sharp calls. Mark Cerny is going to get credit for the next 10 years as being the guy that created a bigger divide in in the two landscapes. To the point that, like I said, I believe the PlayStation 5 as a piece of hardware will have an effect on PC. It will. Because game companies want to bring a game to market. They want to bring it to market efficiently and they want it to look really, really good. And when you got guys like Yoshi P walking out and talking about Final Fantasy 16 the way he's talking about it, the developers of the world are, 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 are taking note of that. They're taking note of that. They're like, well, golly, maybe we should be building our games for the PS5. We can port them later to PC. I think this will backfire on Xbox in the long run. If building a digital library for the next wave, cloud, is their goal, then the current delivery process has to shift too, doesn't it? Elsewhere, they're in the same spot they're in now. Too easy to leave their platform because no one has a library. They just have access to Game Pass. That's been a great observation that people have made as of late. That if you're trying to foster a community with a digital library for loyalty... Game Pass is not a digital library. It's a subscription that can be dropped and left behind. 
at this point, Steam needs a competitive console, not a Steam Deck. Yeah, I think they tried that. I don't think it worked. What was it called? I can't even remember what it was called. Wasn't it like a Steam Box or something, and it had like a controller that came with it? I, I don't pay much attention to, to, to that side of things. I've never been a huge PC gamer guy. I just, it just, I find, I find that ecosystem to be annoying. It's like every time you go to play, there's some kind of a problem, and there's a driver, or no thanks. I, I've always preferred just to turn on my Xbox or my PlayStation Five. You, you can call me as many names as you want. As a consumer, I, I'm taking the path of least resistance every time. I've owned many a console, but I'm a PC first gamer. I don't expect Sony to release games at the same time. I expect competency. I prefer to wait. Uh, I prefer to wait because PC games age much better and they run at 60 plus. Oh, it's called the Steam Link? You still needed a PC? Console hardware tested on PC first, then brought over. PS5 hardware is now 2 plus 5 years old. I'm telling you, just watch. Just watch the market. Watch what's coming. Just a different ecosystem. I don't think direct comparisons are helpful. Sure. Well, and but again, I actually do think direct comparisons are helpful because comparing PC experience to PS5 experience as a consumer, I think the comparison is helpful because consumers are going to make decisions based off of path of least resistance. And PC doesn't look so hot right now. Early adopters into hardware are always facing a ridiculous amount of problems. How many video cards have we gone through lately where the early adopters end up with just a terrible experience? I remember the 2080s in the same ballpark being like, oh, don't get them from this manufacturer. You should get them from this manufacturer. Those ones have a fail rate in this percentage. I remember I was having uh, Zydex build me a rig. And the guy was like, yeah, we're having trouble with that card. Da, 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 da. And then fast forward to the next batch of cards. Same thing happened. All the early adopters end up with cards that are like melting and lighting on fire and systems are failing. And it's like, well, yeah, you, you early adopted into a game into into graphics cards that don't feel ready for the market. It's early adoption into PC hardware. It feels like a like literally playing the lottery. That's not accurate. That's your impression of it. I mean, headlines certainly are not always examples of accurate representations of reality. But as a consumer, I'm going to avoid something like that. Oh, the percentage of fail rate is this. I don't care. The 40 series were having serious issues. Yeah, every other week there was something in the news about the 40 series having problems. That's all it takes for me to say no thank you. That's all it takes is early adopters are complaining about fail rates. Early adopters are complaining about things not going very well. Why do I want to be on the front of that wave? Why? I don't buy a PC or expect PC gaming to be a con- to be console gaming. I pretty much exclusively play games on PC that you can't play on console. If you're buying a PC to have a better console, you're silly. One advantage that I, I will always readily admit that PC has is the litany of indie titles that you can grab. Those smaller, lesser known titles, right? But outside of that, I'm like looking at the landscape and saying my prediction is over the next five years you will see 
larger developers and larger projects flock to the PS5. Failure rate was overblown. The failure rate was less than 1%. I can't vet that claim. All I know is the the, the, the 20 series, the 30 series, and the 40 series, early adopters were having issues. That, that's I remember that being a consistent theme. And again, negative headlines get more clicks. So every single one of those series had a fail rate and the headlines latched onto it. Okay, fine. That's enough reason though for me as a consumer to say, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in, in, in being in that world. That doesn't That doesn't sound like fun to me. I don't like taking apart a computer. I don't like fiddling with peripherals and installing pieces and taking other parts out. I feel bad for PC mains. Hang on. PC ports of major games have been terrible at launch lately, and games hardly make any use of your high-end hardware capabilities. Yeah, that's the other dilemma with riding the edge of the uh, riding the front edge of the wave on PC. Nobody's making games for you. You're always going to be the smallest portion of the market. So who's making games for you? You see what I'm saying? They're always, they're always going to have to go common denominator. Now, obviously, you can crank things up. You can crank up the lighting. You can crank up crank up the frames per second. But generally, you're gonna you're gonna run into that issue. You're gonna run into the issue of, well, no, no nobody's making games that's taking advantage of my hardware. And one of the reasons would be is. You don't make up the largest portion of the PC market. You're in the minority. So that's what they're going to say. They're going to say, well, we don't, we're not going to make games for those cards. Now, some developers do. They want to tap into the best of the best of the tech. But then you run the risk of not being able to optimize the game for weaker systems. And weaker systems make up a larger portion of the PC gaming world. And then those people aren't going to want to be, they're not going to play your game. All right, reuse. Uh, let's see. Show, uh, oops, showcase, showdown, debrief. We're going to debrief. You guys have, you have 10 minutes. You have 10 minutes if you want to hit 100 members. You have 10 minutes. We will be going and playing. There we go. Um. Yeah, we can leave it in Spider-Man. That's fine. Well, it's just members, but let's put it in. Let's put it in Starfield. Uh, I have a video where I reacted to Doc Dark's video about the showcases, and uh, yeah, I don't agree with a lot of what he says. I agree with some of what he says, but not a lot of it. It's a good video. It's a good video. He's a friend. He's a friend. So I, I made it. I made it fun. I made it fun. I didn't make it like unkind, uh, but it's good. It's good. It's a fun video, and we're gonna watch that all together, and then you can debrief uh, with me after the fact. Okay. I'm doing it on the gaming rig so I don't drop any frames here on the main rig. Mm-mm. Wait, which? Okay. My casual gamer friends either have a PS5 or plan to buy a PS5. PC gaming is mostly for the hardcore. I think PCs used to be better than consoles, but at some point this generation, I think that changed. Now consoles outperform PCs at specific things and people struggle to adjust. 
Right, and I think that's where, like, the PS5 is hitting that secret sauce of, like, they're very appealing right now. They're extremely appealing in in the development world, and I think that's going to have an impact. I do. I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see a huge impact in where in where devs put things. You know, and none of this is shade. I, dude, I used to PC game all the time. I like PC gaming, but the the the, the, out, the outrage over what Jim Ryan said about you know games coming to PC. I just I found it to be kind of funny i was like i i don't i don't get what the outrage is here you know they have their ecosystem that they've invested in if you want to play the games you know buy the system it's a real simple solution to the problem day at noon said it's premiere the ssd and the io throughput are key on the ps5 yeah and that's that's always going to be what convinces the devs they're not going to be convinced by oh yeah you know size of the platform like well how many pc users are there because like sheer volume pc's impressive sheer volume it's an impressive it's an impressive landscape but you're always going to run into that well, you know, how hard is it to develop for? What are we, all these different system configurations? And well, we got to work with, you know, this the, this video card supplier to make sure that the drivers, oh, we'll send them an update. Oh, then you got to download drivers when it comes out. There's different types of video cards. There's different types of processors. PC gaming is only getting bigger, my guy. I've already addressed that, my guy. Capcom and PlayStation both diverted their attention to putting games on PC because of the projections of PC gaming, but that doesn't mean they're going to do day and date because of all the reasons we've already outlined. The projections for PC gaming going forward are quite good, but all the things we outlined are great reasons why they're not going to do parallel developments to bring things to the PC on day and date. You got to spend more money. You got to expand your team. Your product takes longer to come to the market. And you got to do a 30% revenue share with Steam. That's a whole lot of reasons to not do it. That's a lot of reasons to not do it. Drivers take a sec to install. I didn't, I didn't say they take a long time to install. If you're developing the game for PC and you've got to consider the two types of video card brands that are out there, the two types of CPU brands that are out there. You got to interact with those chipsets, which means you some I don't even know how that works. Like what do they got to like work with Nvidia? Cuz when Nvidia pushes out driver updates for a particular game, the assumption that I would make is that they they worked in tandem to some degree with the developers of the game. That's another piece of the puzzle. What game am I voting for for game of the year? Right now, my front runner is Tears of the Kingdom, without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt, Tears of the Kingdom is the front runner. I happen to think that Spider-Man could steal it away. That's what today was about. Now we got off in left field because you can only talk about one game potentially winning game of the year for so long, right? We're, we're two hours and seventeen minutes into the broadcast, so. <clears throat> share and people pirating the game does not sound appealing. Yeah, that as well. I have a problem with obviously non-PC people here speaking as if they have first-hand knowledge of the PC landscape or what we play or what we value. 
oh, I'm not p- speaking for what you like to play or what you value as a PC gamer. I'm describing the ecosystem and all the reasons that I avoid it and why I think developers are going to start setting... It, it's going to be second in priority. <clears throat> that's that's my predictions based off the ecosystem and the challenges that they face. And then I look at the PS5 and I'm like, <clears throat> this is going to be industry disrupting. Devs are going to flock to this system. I think PC gaming is getting more expensive rather than bigger. Investing more in PC involves more power, financial resources, liability, and legal resources, likely partnerships with hardware and software companies, and I'm sure many other things. You guys have five minutes. I am going to gift the 15 members that I owe you. If we get 23 more, that'll be an even 100. I will owe you 20 members. I will do it in the premiere I do it in the premiere, so that way you guys get the maximum amount of time to gift the members. We're going over to the premiere in five minutes. It's it's a showcase showdown. All of you over there on Kick, you're going to have to head over to YouTube to join us for the premiere, as well as the member stream. I just ended the Kick stream. <clears throat> Parts are getting cheaper. It's always, PC gaming always works that way, right? Like, new tech comes out, and then old parts price go down, but then old price parts and old parts become scarce, and then you're going to have to slowly, potentially, you know, buy stuff that's only available. It's always a process of new tech hits, super high price, old tech goes down in price. That's that's why if you're, like, more second-gen adoption rate in PC, you can build a great PC for a, for, for a very, very fair cost. And then by then... You don't have to worry about you've got great reviews, who made the best who made the best vid card, who's got the best motherboard in the market, who's got the best uh, CPU in the market. If you always wait a generation, you can build a really strong PC. It can play everything. Again, because most games don't ride the front of that wave. Eknor with 10 months and a VIP. When people compare consoles, they only consider power, but not development toolkit. Spider-Man is an open-world game. It runs at 1440-60 with ray tracing. How easy it is to use power, the results speak. Eknor, I believe that's Eknor's brother. Thank you so much for renewing the membership and for keeping it at a VIP. <clears throat> Rummage bin hunting PC parts I've done. It is not fun. Oh, for sure. For sure. Three minutes. Three minutes before we, we, we jump to this showcase showdown reaction reacting to doc dark's video about the showcase i will put a link in chat i will also redirect you have i set up the redirect i don't know if i have or not i have it there we go you have to make pc building more accessible before it could start taking over or more consolidation to pre-built pcs did Necknor pass away? He did, but I believe his brother comes back and keeps the membership going. Um, he came back to let us know, and then I think he, he continues to come back to keep the membership going. <clears throat> his brother here. Yeah, yeah, it's his brother. He was the one that told us the date of passing, which was um, April the 5th. Mm. Jim Ryan sounds unreasonably cocky. 
Okay, let me give you guys a recap of this showcase before of, of the show today before we go on to the next stream. If you want to give some members, now's the time. Clock's ticking, you got two minutes, okay? Basically, what I did was, I think Spider-Man 2 could steal Game of the Year. And I, I, I went to Jim Ryan's comments. I went to the narrative director at Insomniac's comments. I went to the leaks and the rumors about Spider-Man 2 gameplay. And I said, I think this game is about to do something insane. There's too much confidence. There's too much swagger from from Jim. There's too much confidence. There's too much. Did, did I lose 60 frames again? No, we're good. I was like, I better not have lost it again on this camera. I don't know why that happened the other day. Um, So I think there's way too much confidence in this game and in this showcase. I think they're about to bring something insane. And I think they know it. So I actually think Spider-Man 2 could steal it away. It, Spidey has the global reach, okay? The global popularity. And I think they've got the ability to really push tech. I think if you push tech, innovation, and next gen, that's going to give them a leg up in the competition. I believe it. So I think it's Zelda's year to win. But I believe Spidey is the, is the only piece of property that could edge Zelda out. I believe that. So... Okay, I owe you guys 15 members. We are going to head over to this premiere now. If you're not a member, consider becoming one. Come to the premiere. You might get a membership from me. I'm going to give 15 over there. Once the premiere is done, I'm going to debrief with the members. So it's a great reason to become a member. It's five bucks a month. Make sure you hit the join button or the dollar sign button. Hit the like button on the way out. I need your help, by the way. When we go over to this new video, I need you to smash the dickens out of the like button it's a new video and it needs that love and it needs that support there is a link in chat you can click that link or you can ride the redirect members i'll see you after the premiere i'm going to give 15 members over in the premiere so head over i'll see you guys over there thanks for all you do for the channel and uh you're going to want to see this one i uh i take doc to task all right i'll see you guys over there